What's going on, guys? Dustin with the LFG 1904 show. Proud to announce our partnership with Law Tigers. If you have been in a motorcycle accident, let's get you the compensation you deserve today and get you back on the road. Go ahead and call this number, 858-306-1986. Once again, that number is 858-306-1986. Law Tigers, nationwide, doesn't matter where you're at. Call that number, LFG. It's only gay if we're both looking. Yeah. <clears throat> Eye contact. All right, guys. So let's kick this motherfucker off. Let's go, baby. Let's... I was, I'm Rick James, bitch. Hit the wrong button. Really? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah! All right, motherfuckers. Welcome back to the LFG 1904 show. Hey, did you practice that, by the way? 1904 show? <laughs> LFG 1904. LFG 1904 show. Welcome back, everybody. This is the LFG 1904 <laughs> show. Uh, uh, he, he keeps I am on Rafa. Saying, this he keeps is on Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> wow, just put me out there, Paul. What the fuck? And that's how you do. My government name, dog. Man, they could Instagram you and it just says your full government. That's. <laughs> you got me on that one, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, man. So I got a fucking longtime friend here, man. We, we were we're going to talk about some recovery today. Yes, sir. And I brought the fucking heavy hitter, Andy. East County, Andy, baby. Come on, let's go. <clears throat> yeah, we, we, we can say East County, or we can just say uh, a man in recovery. Man in recovery. I like that, too. I'm very worldly, you know. We kind of go that all is, over. That is true. You do. That's right. For your work, for your work, I know that you travel all over the place. We were just talking about it a little bit before the show. So where do you, so what do you do, and basically what, where, where do you go? So I am I'm a professional mover. Like I, rich, I move rich people's furniture. Kind of a shitty job, but here we go, right? Money's right. money's money, and I'm never gonna complain about getting paid. Right. Nice. So that's one of the hardest jobs ever. But I've talked about you on the show because, for me, <clears throat> if I was a mover, especially in my addiction, oh, I would be the biggest piece of shit. Because I remember seeing my mom moved to New Mexico. Yeah. And she paid. I don't know, Mayflower or whatever the fuck. One of those big-ass companies. A semi came up, and these dudes were fucking shot out. Mm. They didn't steal. They didn't, nothing was taken, but I was, like, thinking to myself. Because at the time, I was, I was like, in fucking my shit, too. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, these fools are going to fucking rob her for sure. Yeah, They're yeah. going to fucking be pillaging through something, you know? Yeah, we, we, we just recently went through something like that. Went the move from Seattle down to uh, San Diego. They actually tried to, like, take her grom wow like we're not gonna we're not gonna miss this at all right. <laughs> like, well pe- people in addiction and no matter what they just d- desperate people do desperate things absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. but anyway so i was talking i'm like man we have some great people in recovery that are movers you know what i mean right. so we can't all say they're all bad you know right i mean it's a 50 50 shot right like half the crew is in recovery mm-hmm. on whatever faction or form and then the other half are getting loaded at said job, right? Know? And it's like, dude, okay, as long as you as long as you can carry this couch, let's go. Right, that's let's a go. tough job, dude. I'm sorry because if anybody knows or if anybody's moved before, which most have, yeah, I, I hope that you've moved yourself. It sucks, yeah. especially as you get older. Your friends, like yeah, like in my twenties, like we all helped each other move in thirties, right. even. You know what I mean? But it got to a point where it was like three people, yeah. two people helping, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which is all you need, but it's a pain in the fucking ass. Right. 
understanding how to like maneuver a couch into a fucking door frame. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna finagle <laughs> this. Yeah. I mean, it, but but you know, it's like when I bought a new couch, the fucking guys were just like fucking moved it right in there. You know what I mean? That's and I'm crazy. like str- I'm like, okay, let me get the fucking pen and paper, please. I gotta fucking draw this. <laughs> we gotta take this door hinge off. I gotta draw this out real fast. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> wild. Um, so let us know. Take us take us through it. Let, let us know your story. I mean, I I literally started my mine mine was family. Mine was uh I grew up on my reservation back in uh Cass Lake, Minnesota on the Leech Lake Indian Reservation. Half white, half Ojibwe Indian, and uh alcoholism and drug use is a family affair. Right. You know, at, at like a very early age, my uncles used to put like liquor and beer into my bottles because they thought it was the funniest shit. Right. Oh, look at him. He's all fucked up. Right. And you see little kids. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I literally started drinking like four or five times a week at like 10 years old, mm-hmm. like drinking, drinking, like getting fucked up. Right. And then uh, <clears throat> by 11, I was smoking. By 12 years old, there was a, there's a lot of gangs on my reservation. Yeah. So I, I got, you know, more or less jumped into my clique. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by 13, I was doing hard drugs a lot, you know? Yeah. And uh, it just, it, it progressed like it, uh, it does with all of us. But that was the normal. That was the norm. You know what I mean? It wasn't looked mm-hmm. at like, oh, look at him. He's fucked up. He shot out. Or look at your mom. Or look at... Right. And, uh, yeah, I think some his mic. You good? Is that better? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So it was just it, it was it was uh it was now in retrospect that I'm clean. It was a trip growing up like that because mm-hmm. I, I look at my kids and like my son. My son's 13, and by his age, I was you know I've already done juvenile hall. I was already you know in trouble. I was already living that lifestyle mm. which is you know now that now that i'm thinking about it we we break these chains and we break the cycle of family addiction you know absolutely and uh i you know i i did what i did my gang pretty much disbanded when i was like 22 mm-hmm. and uh you know all these different little terms and jails and you know all the institutions that come with that lifestyle absolutely and basically i told when we had our little meeting because it was people were dying people were going to prison and people were were having kids you know and uh, yeah i told everybody i said look this is supposed to be forever this is supposed to be you know until the casket drops all that you guys are bitches i'm mm. gonna do this by myself mm. and being a gangster by yourself yeah. doesn't work it just doesn't, love it it yeah. doesn't work because you go to a, to a bar, to the club, or wherever you go, right? And you see people that used to be opposing factions, and you're like, wait a minute, fuck them dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you look, and you're like, oh, fuck, it's just me. And then you know what follows. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, I lived that way, basically, like I said, from 10 years old to, like, 27, 28. And my mom was like, hey, you know what? I can't do... I can't do... Hold on, so they disbanded when you were 22, and you still kept banging for another five years? Uh, I banged for, I banged probably till I was about 25. Damn. You know, and it was just, it was ridiculous. And, like, 
like now I think about it, I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? You know, yeah. I, I didn't. It wasn't like you know, you look at a gangster and you're like, oh, they got a badass car and a house and they're doing it. No, most of the time I was broke just on dopamine mode. You know? Yeah, yeah. But still with that mentality of like, oh, I'm a gangster though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it, it don't it don't work. Yeah. So uh, by then I've already, you know, I had a marriage. I had kids and um, got divorced, got full custody of both my daughters, which is like a one in a million, you know? Right. Right. 100%. Dude. But my, my ex-wife was like, oh, I'm basically she got everything. She got the house, the car, all the possessions. I was like, you keep that shit. I got the kids. You know, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was just, uh, <clears throat> it was, it, it was what it was. You know, I, my first love, my blah, blah, blah. And uh, my mom's was, I had this little shitty apartment. You know, I was uh, doing things, you know, like we all do. Right. Had my fingers in different, in different wells, you know what I mean? Trying to make money, worked as a cook, you know, did this little, thinking I was balling when I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. And like I said, my mom's like, hey, I'm moving to California. I can't take these winners. And I said, go ahead. I'm, I'm doing it. I got a pretty good girl over here. I got my kids. I got my little jobs. You know, um, I'm going to be okay. And then like within a week, because I was on meth and whatever else I could get, and so was the lady I was with. And it just, in my mind, she freaked out for no reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, fuck her. I'm out here. And I fucking packed up my apartment, sold off everything I could sell off. We loaded up the U-Haul and we came out here. And I moved to El Cajon, California in 2004, right? From? From, from uh, Cass Lake, Bemidji, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Like, my hometown growing up had 1,002 people. Right, right. So, just small, backwoods, just... A 1,000 th- people? 1,000 people. Wow. Yeah. So, I moved to El Cajon, California in 2004, right? August 31st, 2004. Oh, damn, that's when I moved to El Cajon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, From and, New York. Yeah, and it, it literally moved to the meth capital of the world. Yeah, it was crazy back then. And I, I literally, as I'm unloading the U-Haul, I see a couple of Mexican kids, and I'm like, hey, what's up? You guys find weed? Yeah. Within the next day, I already had found meth, and I had found... Yeah, yeah, don't that, take... Hey, don't, don't take... take yeah, lies. yeah, don't. And uh, <laughs> California, for me, I was... What what I thought I used to be as a gangster and as this playboy and as all this thing, I was like, man, California is a playground. <laughs> Beautiful women, fast cars, cheap dope, and check it out, Mexico's right there. I know. Mm-hmm. And then that neighbor, that, yeah, and then that opens all kinds of fucked up doors, right? Yeah, I do. And uh, so, needless to say, I stunned a gun and run by November twenty third of two thousand five. I was already in federal prison. Damn. So a little over a year, and it just, my addiction, my my sickness, my everything, it just took me to that level where I ended up hooking up with some people, and I started running illegal aliens. Mm. You know, and, and like, as a half-native, in my mind's eye, I'm like, trying to justify, because I'm a drug addict, right? I'm like, I'm a fucking freedom fighter. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm a freedom fighter. Right. I'm not bringing over any illegal immigrant that's going to steal an American job. They, they have it fucked up, so I'm bringing them across. and I'm, I'm ha- helping them out. I'm yeah. helping. I think a lot of people actually think that way, though. Yeah. I really do, because I've had conversations with people, um, especially, like, this female. <clears throat> she said the same thing to me, and I just thought for a second. I'm like, she's just a dope fiend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she was a, a Hispanic girl, too. 
maybe maybe part Indian too, but she was saying the same thing. She's like, I'm doing it to help them, and I'm doing it because it makes me feel better that I'm helping somebody else. I mean, I, she was kind of smoked out too. Yeah, talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, mm. when she said that though, she's like, I'm like a freedom fighter. Basically, yeah. fuck the government and all this stuff. But I'm like, some of it I couldn't. I, I'm like, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with the, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because shit's crazy out there. And, and yeah. I mean, like the the money was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It was anywhere from like fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred a head. A head, yeah. And nine out of like I did it. <laughs> How many heads you had in the car? Allegedly, uh, allegedly there. Who knows? Because I never loaded the car. Uh-huh. I would sit in the house. Smoke dope, play Xbox, eat yeah. tacos, maybe talk to the little hot chick that's in there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never put them in the car, and I did it like 25 times. No problem. But the 26th time... This is a problem. Was a problem. Yeah. It just, I, you know, I was up for like 16 days, 17 days, shot out, yeah. beat down, just done. You know, knowing in my mind, in my heart, and I, I've been done but since before I moved, moved, right? Yeah. I'm like... You know, waking up every morning or coming to, right? Let's say it like that. Coming right, to, right. saying, hold on, hold on. Boom. So, anyways, uh, the 26th time, up for days, shot out, soulless, you know, coming to, knowing something has got to change, but just not having the capacity to know how to do that. You know, I, I don't think anybody ever grows up as a little boy and says, hey, you know what? I'm going to grow up and be a drug addict. You know? That was never on my to-do list. It was like, I'm going to be a football player. I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to be a fireman. Until I'm not. Right? Right. And, uh, yeah, like I said, the 26th time was just, it was bad. I was with some broad that I had no business being with. And uh, I was trying to get at her. I'm like, hey, you want to come on this run to Mexico? Oh, let's go and we get there in the house the house where i've been like 25 other times had a real weird vibe you know and i was just like you know you feel it but because the end game right that pocket full of money i'm about to get laid i'm about to get a bunch of dope let's fucking go Mm -hmm. and uh sitting there smoking a little dope and one of the pools comes in and says hey uh we need your help out here and i said Huh, okay, different, but let's go. And I go out there, little Paisa girl, little Mexican girl. They're like, hey, so here's the car that you're going to use. I said, okay, you got to put, you got to put her into the compartment. And Oof. and I'm like, um, um, <laughs> like, okay, let, I mean, I know where I'm at. Yeah, you're, you're, you're riding in the middle. Yeah, right? I, I'm in Tijuana. I'm already there, and I know. At this point, if it's, you know, we've heard, we, we all hear the stories, right? You get put into a barrel, set on fire, you just, you, you never come back. And I'm sure. like, okay, what do I got to do? So I take her, they have her take her shoes off. The little, it's an 82 Mercury Cougar Sable old beat up car. And then in the trunk, there was like a, like a, not invisible, but a, a visible but invisible hatch. And we, I open it. And, like, I help her get in, and we close it down. And normally it was, like, you follow this dude in this car. He goes in lane three. You go in lane five, right? I said, okay, well, which lane do I go in? They're like, it don't matter. Just, they're all good. 
And I'm just, and I'm, the more we're talking, the more the conversations start to unfold, I feel it, you know? Even more so than my first, like, actual prison terms in Minnesota. Like, you know, like, when you're caught up and you just, you know it's done, it's the end of the road, and you're like, okay, yeah. I'm getting locked up. Absolutely. But this one was like, man, there's there's a sinister vibe, and it's, I, I don't like it, but what can I do? Anyway, we get in, and we pull out of the little compound, and there's another dude sitting out there in the car. So I stop, and I say, hey, man, what's this shit? And they're like, oh, no, no, no don't even worry. He's crossing, too. And I'm like, man anyway take a little trip back to the border we get not even like a quarter of a block and the girl that i'm with dumb broad looks at me and says oh by the way i got caught for this like four months ago and i'm like dude get the fuck out the car get out she, she wouldn't get out we get up to the fucking to the line right to the thing the cop comes over the customs agent and he's like what was your business in mexico and by the time I'm just, you know, I'm sweaty. Oh, I'm you're looking. Sle- you're fucked. I'm pilty. I'm just <laughs> done, bro. And I'm like, uh, 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 uh. I took my girlfriend. We went to Rosarito for lobster. And he's like, is that what happened? And she's like, oh, yeah, lobsters. And I was like, oh, oh no, you're burnt. I, I, was, I was so burnt. And I was just done. And I was like, okay. And as this whole thing is transpiring, he just keeps, like, his voice is getting more, more bass in it. And he's just getting, like hand on the gun and just well what blah 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 and what are you doing and you know you you're looking a little what did he what was where he said you're looking a little uh a little peaked and I'm like what yeah <laughs> I was like whatever that means right, yeah, right. and he let me get your ID boom gives you the ID right let me get her ID and she's got the big fucking tweaker purse just ridiculous just yeah it's just like ruffling yeah everything. and Hold she on, I got my ID right here and she pulls out the ID she's like 30 pounds heavier, black hair, expired ID. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> he looks at her ID, literally walks her on this side of the car, has her ID, looks at her, right? Comes back around, hands it to me. I hand it to her and he was like, open, pop the trunk. I said, uh, it's a, it's, you know, it's an 82. I got to put it in park, turn it off, give you the trunk key. He goes back there, opens it, literally. Three seconds, come, slams it, comes back, walks around her side, you know, comes all the way around, get out of the car. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa why? I, you know, and I, I pull that, oh, I'm an American. Yeah, right. I'm an American. <laughs> what, what are we talking about here? <laughs> There's a foot in the back of your car. We know what you're doing. All this. And I'm still like, I don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. Long and the short, I ended up getting locked up right down there at the border. When I, in the transfer to MCC, by the time I go there, literally, I'm so dope sick because I was doing heroin too. Mm. Ooh. And uh, it, it was bad. Like, it was just. Oh, yeah. I thought you were just a meth head, bro. No, at the end. And I, between us, I always dislike people who shot dope. Sure. But in the end of my run, I started shooting dope. Mm. But I only shot dope for like. You know, 22, 23 days. That's all it takes, bro. But it was the most. It was, you know, and within that time frame, all of a sudden I'm hanging out with all these dudes that do heroin, and I'm like, I don't even do heroin. But there was a dude that was doing meth and heroin, and I was like, dude, what's that like? And he was like, it's like the best. Yeah, I know. And I was all, do you want to feel amazing? Yeah. Try it, this. That's exactly. Like a, exactly. I was a spokesperson, too, because I was like, I fucking hated meth. I'm like, fucking tweaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I did coke. Right? Yeah. But I'm like, fucking meth. 
fuck that. I got fucking heroin. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. And then it was like, I had a spokesperson, you know, come to me and like, oh, no, no, no. You know, you got to try. You got to try this. It's like heaven in your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the words. And I was God, like, that was the worst. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. And then he was like, boom, boom. Right. And I, whatever, like, even though coming up on 17 years clean, that fucking rush was. I know it was, you know. Have you had have you had any rushes though? <clears throat> like not to stop your story, but like have you had any rushes like that being in being clean? Yeah. Like I have too, you know what I mean? To where it was like where my dopamine levels were just extremely high and yeah. Like I was like holy fuck, you know what I mean? Like I'm fucking I feel like I'm fucking high right now. Yeah, like um some of you know cuz I'm native, so some of the ceremonies that I've done have have brought me brought me back to that. And watching my son be born brought me back to that you know just there's some certain actual living things you know what i mean because like when we're in that world we're not alive we're just shadows we're just shells of what our potential could be you know what i mean fuck yeah like just we're lost and even though why is my drug why is my drug addiction a problem to you or to my mom or to my wife or to my kids i'm not you know I'm not that guy. I'm not the abusive. But then we play the tape back and it's like, you know what? I have hit women. I have, you know, left my daughter in a car for longer than 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know. It's funny. We 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 try to we try to think and, and we try to say, oh, well, I've never done that sort of thing. And it's like, dude, I've done so many things that I just I forgot about in my addiction, and then I start thinking and playing the tape back and all this other shit, and I'm like, man, I've done some really fucked off things too. Yeah. So now you're at the border. I'm at the border. I'm caught up, and it's just <clears throat> as and they pull. They literally, you know, when they're getting caught up, they're like, oh, pulled a secondary. They literally pulled me out of the car and coughed me right there. Ah, oh, they already knew. Yeah, uh, they, they already knew. But as we're doing all this, both the cars, right, both my little, my follower and the guy that was outside, they're both going by, and I'm watching, and I'm just like, okay, this wasn't about me bringing this illegal immigrant across the border. This was about something else. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's what happens. They, they, right, they do that move. They get you comfortable. They know you're not going to tell. They know you're not going to tell, right? We made him some money. He's, he's getting laid. He's getting loaded. He's cool. He's solid. He ain't going to say nothing, right? And then they make the move. They make it so you get set up, and then they bring the real shipment across. Right. Because at the end of the day, people ain't shit, right? Mm-hmm. Let me bring this illegal alien, no matter how connected they are, across the border. What is she going to do over here? She's going to be somebody's maid or work in a kitchen, right? <laughs> she doesn't got papers. Okay, we know this. So... That doesn't matter. She saved up her money. She got across. Okay, whatever. What matters is what was in those two cars. Right? Facts. You know? Let me see. Uh, A little drop in a bucket, maybe $5,000 to get a person across, right? Or let's bring 100 keys in each car, per se. Right? Because I don't know. You know, once I got locked up, I never had any contact with any of those people again, which for that I'm grateful yeah, I know, and uh, that that'd be scary if they reach back out for. I mean, uh, that that would be my always thought too. 
You know, and I mean, I'm I I I bought plenty of dope in Tijuana too, and I've never and I heard that like people that don't pay debts and shit, like these fools will cu- come across. Oh, they'll come you know across. I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I've heard yeah. stories where they're banging on doors here, and I'm like, yep, yeah, these motherfuckers don't play. Yeah, and it's and people think, oh, it's only a California problem, but it's not. Mm-mm. That that hand reaches all the way across America. You know what Hello. I mean? Hello. And uh, I know people back home, like on my reservation, that are like, dude, do you hear about so-and-so? And I'm like, oh, I haven't because I'm out here in California living. And they're like, well, he he hooked up with the Mexicans. And in my mind, I am like, what Mexicans? Like, Because the only ones I've seen growing up yeah. were the ones that would come on the farms. And they would see them for a season, they would be there for the crops, and then you yeah, would never no. see them again. Right. right? But apparently over the last 10, 15 years back home, there's different people coming in, you know? And that's a scary thought, like, right? For all of us, we got kids, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want your son running that game? Mm-mm. Do you want your child running that game? You know what I mean? No. Getting caught where somebody basically owns you. Like, Pretty hey, much, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, hey, you're going to do this today. Hey, no, I'm going to hang out. No, you're actually going to do this you're, today. You're going to do this today, you know? And uh, me personally, I've never, I've never been good with authority like you know fuck your government fuck your this fuck your that but now right we got people that can can and will be like hey no you're going to do this you know no matter how uncomfortable no how matter how sick how your moral compass is you're gonna do that you know what i mean mm-hmm. especially once you mix the drugs the alcohol and that lifestyle you know <clears throat> so anyways like i said i was super dope sick mcc after like two days of sitting at the border, it sucked. It just, you know, it, it fucking sucked. I finally, I got there, you know, I drank a big water and I finally, I had the little blanket and I went on, on the floor and I slept. I woke up all dry mouthed and there was a bunch of Pisces and they're all loud and happy. Like, ah, and I'm like, <laughs> what are you guys happy for? We're locked up. They're just like, oh yeah, hey. And I'm like, okay. Like, I don't even know the time frame, but apparently it was a Tuesday when I got, when I got arrested, when I got caught at the border. Here it is Thursday. They bring me into this room and they start talking to me, right? And it, you know, it's a the older Mexican cop, right? Mexican American, and then the white cop. And the, the older one, he's nice. He's talking to me. He's, you know, he's friendly. And the young one's like, "We know all about your your, meaning me, your your whole operation. You moved from Minnesota. You've been doing this shit. You just gotta be hands on." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" By this time, I find out the car that I was in was registered to my name. And I'm like, huh. And I'm still like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I took old girl to Rosarito. I was just trying to get laid. And he was like, no, we know. We know. We'll we'll take your kids. We'll do this. And I'm like, okay, bro. You know, I'm still, I'm from that move. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not saying nothing. I get there to MCC, fourth floor. I'm literally on the top bunk in a cell with some Pisces dude. And I'm just, I'm sick. I'm so fucking sick like and this is honest to god's truth this is one of the things that has kept me clean like i farted and it was so repugnant i started to dry heave and it just literally i shit myself threw up all over myself i tried to fucking after it's all said and done i kind of wash up in that little sink and i'm sitting there pounding on the little window finally the cop comes over i said man you gotta let me take a shower please like and I hate cops, but I'm begging this cop, please mm-hmm. let me take a shower. He said, man, I don't care about you. You see that clock? And I said, yeah. He said, it says 1040. I'll leave at 11. 
I get to go home to my beautiful wife. <laughs> What's up with you? And I'm like, dude, please, please just let me take a shower. And he says something else. And then, you know, the, then the, the inner gangster comes out. I'm like, man, fuck you, dude. Right. If I ever see you in San Diego, I'm going to kill yeah, you. Yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. Uh, You're lucky I'm right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. yeah. And I was open the gate. We'll see what's up. And he just yeah. fucking hit me with one of those <laughs> and walks away. And I'm like, I'm sitting there buck ass naked, right? Yeah. And I'm like, my world just broke right there. Because I'm. it wasn't because I'm in jail, <laughs> in prison again, right? It's because I'm so fucking sick. Like, and I fucking laid on that floor. And the Mexican dude, like, he's like, oh, Malia. And I'm like, bro, I don't. Malia, Malia. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know what you're saying to me. And he literally covered me with a sheet, right? And I fucking laid on that floor. And I fucking, like, a girl, like I, as a man, as a grown man, I laid there and I cried. Not because of the situation, but because I was so you fucking sick. And, and I remember that, like, because let's say with my recovery, after about, 15 I've, I've i've become not stagnant but i don't do what i used to do you know i go i go if and when it moves me you know if you're taking a token i want to see that I'll, I'll do that if mm -hmm. i'm giving you a token or if i'm taking time i'll do that but if i get home and i take a shower and i pull my you know my recliner i pull my feet up Sorry. You know what I mean? Especially if my lady's watching some murder shit. You know, I'm like, okay. We're True crime. Huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that shit, like, that shit gets you in it. Yeah, but, but I'll, 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 I'll be like watching that because my lady's all into it. And I'm like, man, this bitch, she plotting, right? <laughs> like, she's watching exactly how to take care of my body. I'm like, I better be good, right? Yeah. Hey, all these chicks be watching that show. I, I'm serious. Hey, and it's man, all, I guarantee you, everybody in this room right now, they watch that show and they're ready. They're ready. They and they, know. And it's, it's never just like, oh, the whatever, just a basic murder. It's always... The husband disappeared, and they're, <laughs> and they're sitting there just like, yeah, remember? And I'm like, oh, I do remember, babe. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I get there, fourth floor, like four days in, and the fourth floor is kind of like a, like your your introduction to MCC, right? And then fourth, it's like the fourth or fifth day. All right, Gamash, whatever my number was at the time. This is where you're going. Roll up your shit. And I said, okay, right. You know, I've been in prison. I've been in jail. So I, I get the program. They take me up to the seventh floor. First thing I do is obviously I'm looking for another native, right? I go around. I find the native. He's like, hey, bro, get ready. It's rocking and rolling. I said, what do you mean? I said, are we going against somebody? He's like, nah, but these Mexicans are about to get it with each other. I said, well, that has nothing to do with us. He's like, yeah, but look at where we're at. Mm. I'm like, and I was like, I looked at him. I'm like, bro, but I'm sick. And he was like, bro. Get ready, you got a nut up. It's it's on. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like that that then later that Your day. Your stomach is different. Yeah, yeah. Your stomach I, is so different when never sign cracks off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially when it's nothing has anything to do with you, you know, and you're just like, and I'm sick and I'm still, you know, shaking, shaking and sweating and cold. And you know, literally like two hours later, they crack it off in the day room, and I'm just like, Jesus, man. And then and they like they told us, like, hey, you know what? This doesn't concern you guys, so just go to your racks. But you can hear it, and you can see it, and you're just like, oh, my God. Mm. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. You know, if you probably weren't dope sick, there's, and I know that there's an exciting piece to that, too. There, There is, you, you know. Because I know what you're talking about. I know firsthand going into fucking jail, sick as a dog. And, you know, this last time with me, it was, like, dope sick and off Suboxone, too. Oh, it was nice. a fucking ride. You know what I mean? But there is that exciting part. There's a lot of there's a lot of shit that happened in the house too. And I was just like, 
let's yeah. fucking go, baby. You yeah. know, and that's because that's where you're at. Yeah. What what other? That's all you have to do. I mean, the reality of the American prison jail system. There's no rehabilitation. It's just all animalistic nature, right? It's a different world. It's a different world. As obviously, we're all three different races right here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I go in there, even though I knew you on the streets, right? We're cool. That you, my dog, you my road dog. In there, you're not though, right? Mm-hmm. In there, you're not. You're my enemy, right. right? Or it's what? What can I get from you and your perspective, race? Right? What can we do to make you guys down beneath us? You know, totally. Yeah. It's bizarre. It is, and then you get to you know, and then you get when you finally get to where you're going, and you know a shot caller, a key holder, whatever you want to call these, a dude. So you're in jail, right? And the cops have ultimate power, even though they don't, right? They can still tell you what's what and this, that, and the other. You know, and you and you can buck, right? And where does it get you? The hole, the box, the cage, right? So then you got that. You got all these fucking people that are supposed to be above you, but then you got a person of your own race that's like has all control over your life. Yeah. And it fucking, like... Hey, this th- you're going on this. You're going on this mission, and we're like, "What are you talking about? I don't even, I don't know that dude. He never did nothing to me." Yeah, but you're gonna do this, and you're. I like, never met him. Yeah, uh, like so. You know, you know what's crazy is uh, when I went in, uh, I was in an accident. Like I had a broken collarbone, I had a broken rib cage, I had broken ribs and everything like that, and they. Uh, they looked at me and they were just like, all right, well, we're going to open up this. Because I was in the medical dorm. We're going to pop this cell. We're going to put him in there with a black dude. And homeboy was just like, nah, I don't want him in here. And they put me in there with an essay. Yeah. And the essay just like took me in. And he put, gave me the bottom bunk. He's like, hey, let me take care of you and all this and that. So from that point on, I just ran with him. Yep. You know? And it like it, it's, it's, it gets crazy when you go down. Like Central Jail is like whatever. But once you hit like Bailey and shit like that, it's just crazy. Yeah. And just because I, I looked the way I looked, they were just like, all right, so it's going to be this full, this full, Puerto Rico, this full. I was like, damn. See, I thought that I you never, I never, I never, I never caught a break. I always ran with that. Shit. Really? Yeah. No. I never caught a break though, just because of my, just because of how I looked. You know all what I'm right. saying? They were always just like, nah, you got to go. You, 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 and Puerto That's Rico. That's the story of your life. Yeah. Like growing up. Yeah, that was it. He, Have you ever seen my hand? No. My hands are like trash. They're like all pointing in different directions. All my fingers. Yeah, they're man. like trash. Like from fighting in there. And that's see, that's rough. That I mean, that's something that obviously I've never, I can't relate to that, right? But you know, Rafa said his story plenty of times on the show too. It's like he's he's never felt part of anything. You know what I mean? Because he was yeah. in between. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like I can't kick with the blacks because I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm kind of there, you know what I mean? And then with the, yeah. even with, you know, Mexicans, it's Bro, same Joe, shit. Joe was, Joe was horrible. Yeah. I hated that motherfucker. So for, for me, what was, uh, like, even though I, I've been Native and I ran Native my whole life, yeah. being half white on a reservation, yeah. uh, on, like I said, a thousand and two people, I didn't literally see a black person in the flesh till I was like nine years old. Yeah. And that was in the, the, the next town over, like a college town, right? And not even, no lie, like, I'm riding with my uncle, nine years old, and my uncle was like, man, what in the fuck is this? And my uncle was a dark-ass native, right? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, man. And I'm like, you know, in my mind, not to sound ignorant or anything, 
and I watched TV, I thought there was only black people in New York, Los Angeles, and Africa. Right. Right? Because that's, you know what I mean? Small town America. That's what you see and that's what you know. Right. It was natives and it was whites. That was it. And, you know, like I said, the occasional Mexicans that would come in the summers and be for the crops. Totally unfamiliar then. You know? Yeah. And then my uncle's like, oh, man, that, oh, those guys. And I'm like, what, what, what? You know, because he, he grew up in the city and back and forth and all that. And you know, he was like, yeah, we, we don't like those guys. And I'm like, why? And he said, because they're black. That's crazy. And I looked at him at yeah. nine years old, and I said, dude, you're black as them. <laughs> Damn, right? Yeah. And I was like, right, no, I hate you, and I hate them, right? Yeah, right, right, right. You know, and, and uh, to be honest, like, you know, and we all, no matter what we say, even though we got homies of a different, of different variety or flavor, right, we all have that ingrained, that ingrained racism or, you know, that judgmental, whether it's like, oh, I don't like white people because of this, or I don't like... You know, yeah. I don't like Indians because they're drunks. I don't like Puerto Ricans because they, you know, they they steal or whatever the, the stereotype is. Right. And we don't even know for ourselves. We just base it off what other people. What other people us. say. Yeah. You know, and that's like I try really hard not to to have to work on myself a lot throughout the process of my recovery. Like not to like be that guy that's like, oh, look what I'm doing. You know, I take care of my neighbor up front who's an older black gentleman. And I do that not only to help this old man because he's got nobody, but I do that to help myself, hmm. you know? And um, you're breaking a generational... I mean, it's like with me. My grand, my grandfather was born in 1905. Mm -hmm. That time frame, you know, in the 20s, yeah, it was a whole different time, right? And, you know, my grandfather, he was, he was out of pocket. Yeah. Straight up out of pocket. And I remember my grandma, we... Uh, my mom had a coworker that was black and came over to the house. And my grandma was like, yep, DC, they called me. That's, that's the only black guy that grandpa likes. And I'm thinking as a kid, same thing. Like, why? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was so confused. Mm -hmm. But I would hear him and the way he talks. And I was like, Whew. Yeah. A different well, time, though. You know what I mean? Different time. And, and just like, you know, ignorance, ignorance is definitely a festering disease worse than drug addiction itself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if all you've ever grown up around is hatred... What are you going to have in your heart, mm -hmm. right? You're going to have hatred, you know? And uh, it sucks. It, it does. That racism, that that plague, that pestilence that we carry, even even in the drug addiction. And now we all know, right? Yeah, I don't like this dude because of the color of his skin, right? But I'm still going to go get high with him. Right. Thanks. You know? I'll let you know. I'll let you know if I had that shit. I'll be I'll, So many white dudes would be around me. Like, <laughs> here you go, homeboy. You can be like... Yeah, yeah, right, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, 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 well, the thing about racism too, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't discriminate. No, you know what I mean, like, no, I know plenty of black people that are just as racist, a hundred percent. And natives, natives, like, like I've even had people in recovery like, bro, you're so racist. Like, you're half white, and I'm like, I am half white, but I also know, like, and I've, you know, I've done the actual some of my things, and you know, my white side is Irish and French, right? There was. A town in France, or yeah, France, called Gamashes, which is like my last name with an oh, S on it. Well, so I'm like, okay, that. So then I go. That's in, my city. Yeah, like, that's my city. I'm gonna go there, right? No, so a white dude who was, I guess, of a royal line, like he was like a duke or earl, nothing like a king, but he ha he had property, right? This fool comes from France, right? Goes to Canada. Guess what he opens? 
bodega. No, he opened. A, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that'd be good. He opened a boarding school. Oh shit! So he literally was, you know, and it wasn't one of those nice boarding schools. It was one of the ones that were cutting the little natives' hair and abusing them, and you know what I mean. Just and I'm like, okay, that's some fucked up shit. You got to find out about yourself that your your direct descendant was killing your other half. Right, damn. You know, so there in my life, there's been a lot of uh, you internal know, controversy. Yeah, you know, like oh, I love myself, I hate myself, you know, and it's just like, you know, like you growing up, you know, oh, I'm too native to hang with the whites, but I, and there was times where even with my own crew, like oh, you're too white to hang with us, but <laughs> but we're still gonna keep you around because when we get arrested, you can talk. To the cops, and like, I what? didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that, officer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that part, that part. Get on Dave Chappelle, real quick. Yeah. So it's just, uh, you know, the the fucking circle and the ride of what we go through in this life mm. is a trip. You know what I mean? And for a lot of us that made it through to the other side, that made it into the rooms of recovery on whatever fucking faction we do, how blessed are we? You know what I mean? Right. Because we could still be. Let, let's say we got just uh, like res clean or California clean, where we stopped shooting dope, right? but we still smoke weed and we drink, right? Mm -hmm. Could you be a good father? Could you be a good father drinking every day? Mm -mm. Or even being an all-day stoner? No. You know? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I take that back because I've said this before. A lot of my friends that just smoke weed, they're fucking normal. Ish. Correct. I mean, they can go and have like a six-pack of beer or even a beer at dinner, you know yeah. what I mean? But they smoke an extreme amount of weed. Yeah. Right. But I mean, they're not doing the same things that I was doing. Yeah. I mean, they can hold it. They held their job. They, you know, but they're be it's all about behaviors too. like looking back at it now. I'm like, they had some fucked up behaviors. You know what I mean? So they weren't were they were not clean. So therefore, it was OK to cheat on their spouse. You know, it was OK to cross a line. And I, I, I don't know. I just know that I, there was a lot a lot of years where I was like, man, why can't I just smoke fucking weed? Because, you know? because if me, you, or you just smoked weed, sooner or later, sooner or later, somebody's going to come into our life, whether welcomed or unwelcomed. Hey, bro. Hey, look what I got. And then, I don't know about you guys, but for me, that's like an old lover. That's like an old friend that I haven't seen in forever. Mm. That motherfucker never let me down, even though they were letting me down. Right? They loved me. You know, we loved something. Loved. Like, loved with a passion. Like... What do you do? Oh, uh, I get dope. <laughs> you mean you're dope? No, 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 no. I get dope. So I, lo I love you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I can feel that. You know, and yeah, and, no, I can feel and like that. that one fucking taste, right? You know, like have you seen the movie Old School? Great movie. Great movie, right? Remember when he's doing the the beer bong? Yeah. Oh, once it hits your lips, yeah, it's, it's like frosty, delicious. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like for me, Frank the Tank, baby, Frank the Tank, like. That buzz, that warm buzz, I have never in my life been able to stop. Oh, let's get let's get a six pack. Man, quit being a pussy, bro. Let's get fucking two twenty fours, a bottle of whiskey, some coke, some pistols. Fuck it, <laughs> let's not even stay at our house. This football game, yeah. fuck that. Let's go drive around. Yeah, right? right, right. And then it's like we're gonna take over the world, us three. And then what do we do? You know, all of a sudden we're fucking trying to rob a soda machine because we're just so hot <laughs> mouth, and you know, the end game yeah, totally. is totally. Like, you start out with such dreams and aspiration in the drug world, right? And for me, I don't know about you guys, you know, that fitting in thing. 
Like, I got to a point where I was like, fuck it. I'm going to let hatred fucking fuel my heart. I don't care if you don't like me. I don't care if my natives don't like me. I like me. I love me. And then when I found that dope and it fucking was even more, I could just fucking, I don't have to feel. Yeah. Because, like, for me, like, the dope was, like, was, like, it. Like for me, being high, being loaded, and stuff like that—that that was it. Like I didn't, I didn't give a fuck who. I found myself in like some, dude. I lived in East County. Yeah. And I did a lot of dirt in South Bay. Yep. And I and I fucking ran. I ran around everywhere, like from no, from like Vista all the way fuck down to Otai. And I, I was perfectly fine, no matter what situation I was in, as long as I had my sack or I had a brew or I had a. Like yeah. I would say, I would say a bag of brewing abroad. Yeah. Like if I had any one of the three, like I was good. Good. You know, anywhere. You know, I don't. I didn't need a bunch of people. I didn't need to be socially accepted. You yeah. know, like I found myself struggling more with like socially acceptance in like the rooms yeah. than I do in my addiction. Well, like as we were talking before we put the the Mickey Mouse headphones on and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> before we before we all got all extra fucking high techery. High techery. High techery. <laughs> I love that. I like that line. So we're, we're talking about like how, you know, the newcomers, right? And maybe even shouting them are like, oh, hey, you're new, right? <clears throat> but at the end of that game, right? So Joe Blow Junkie comes in, last house on the fucking block, right? Probably did some prison terms. Not accepted. Maybe, you know, probably not even by his own family because he's a fucking junkie, right? On whatever faction. And now he comes in and he tries to sit by me and I'm just like, oh, hey, what's up, right? Or he sits by you or he sits by you or he sees your brand and you're like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll never be able to attain that, right? And let's just say we, we, we put him to the side. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever, dude, whatever. You're not important to us because we're already here. We're already established. We're already clean. We're already, let's use that word, sober, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. Sober now, as fuck, sober, bro. Sober as fuck, right? Well. And now he's sitting over there. And he's got $26 in his pocket, right? Thanks. And he's like, you know what? Fuck these guys. Fuck those three dudes. You know who will fucking welcome me in with open arms? Chewy. Mm -hmm. Over right there in South Bay, right? You know why? Because Chewy's a dope man. Chewy don't give a fuck how I got my money. But I'm not going to be able to go in Chewy's house and be like, bro, I'm going through it. Can I get a hug? Yeah. Oh, man, get the fuck out of here with that shit, right? <laughs> Here's right? a sack of dope. Get the fuck on. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. And then you leave perspective chewy's house right and you go right and where do you go just the bottoms you sit somewhere i, I was gonna say little little loquacious house and you just you, like and you go wherever What's up, girl yeah you <laughs> yeah. go hey look, look what i got and you know you already put your little piece away for the wake up or for the not being sick or for the whatever right and you do whatever with her and you hang out and you have fun till it's not fun right what's what's not fun oh i'm i'm, I'm coming too and i don't got shit today i got no money I got no dope. What do I got to do? I know what I need to do. I'm going to get high no matter what the fuck you say. You say, my mom says, my kids say, I'm going to get high today. Why? Because I don't want to feel this. Mm. You know? And uh, like my first, my, my first set of actual steps, like when I got into recovery fresh off of prison, you know? So the prison term, so the prison term that you did for the crossing, that's what initiated yo i'm done well no what initiated being actually clean was uh i got high the whole term i would literally go stand in pill line and watch these dudes put the pills in their mouth and literally fucking take cheek them yeah wet mm -hmm. nasty pills from your mouth and i don't know if you got mouth funk but i don't care you got those pills that get me loaded yeah right 
And no, I ain't gonna lie. I did some dope a couple times in there, which was horrible. Don't ever do meth in a nine by twelve, right? Mm. You can only do so many burpees. You can only read. You can only jack off so many times. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you're just like, okay. Got so that, we'll, got that fifi out. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> just put it in work. <laughs> so, a race riot kicked off, and it was a bad one. Like three dudes got killed, blood all over the yard, laying on a hot dirt for a fucking you know hours while they're sorting out the whole situation. Yeah, you know, and then. And this was my very first, you know, and I've had other spiritual awakenings growing up on the res, but I was blinded by the dope and the alcohol and the pussy and everything else, right? So I'm sitting there, and for those who have been, you know, in your cells, especially when you have an outside outside view, right? Like it's all luxurious. <laughs> it's the little yellow window, right? And I'm looking and I'm trying to see, and you know, it's all blurry and it looks all white. And I'm like, and all I could see is fucking razor wire and dirt. Mm. And I sit back on my rack, and I'm like, man, there has got to be something fucking better than this. But at this time, I already got two kids, right? Isn't that enough? Isn't that every man's fucking dream, right? I'm going to have, that's my bloodline. I got babies running around. No, I'm sitting on that rack all feeling sorry for myself, thinking, who the fuck put me in here, right? And as I'm looking, you know, the, the yard lights, the floodlights, I can see it, and it, it fucking literally, and it hits this, not a tower, but it hits one of the things in the yard. And it, and it fucking looked like an angel, you know? And I was like, I'm not Christian and I'm not that kind of religious. And I was like, man. So I got I got prison clean, right? Because I'm not going to go to AA or NA in prison. You know why? Because then I'm telling on myself, mm. right? Now they know I'm a drug addict. Surprisingly enough, through all my time of doing crime, I never got any drug charges. I got two DUIs, but never no drug charges, right? Because I was always that dude that's like, whoa, or whoa, right? I'm a <laughs> straight, straight hope it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I got an ounce of dope in my ass. Like, hey, you're drunk. You can't go into population. Bro, I, I told a cop one time because I had so much dope up my ass. I was like, look, man, I've been doing methamphetamine all night. I'm not even drunk. Put me in population or I'm going to go crazy. And he was like, okay, right? <laughs> yeah, I get in there, and I'm just like, oh. And dude's like, what are you doing? Like, pressing his cell at, like, 3 in the morning. I'm like, bro, I'm about to shit out an ounce of dope. And he's like, oh, okay. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, friends yeah. now. Yeah, hey, buddy, like, what's your hey, name again? He's like, hey, do, you, do you want some shower shoes? Do you need some ramen? So I'm like, oh, yes, yeah. yes. You know, like a prison, like a jail king, I know. Right? That's yeah. what I said before. I'm like, man, you go into the house, and you're strapped. You're going to be all right. Yeah, you got tobacco. You got heroin or meth. Oh, man. How here. crazy is that, you though? I mean? Like, yeah, I just shat out an ounce of dope, homie. Yeah. <laughs> you're just watching other dope fiends that haven't yeah. that. Have already like kicked or whatever, and the moment you say like you're holding, you just see it's like, oh, yeah, like the lights are lighting up, yeah, everybody's like you're falling lo- in line, yeah, oh. and your your lockers just like yeah. like a wave of food. You're like, right, just corrupting all. Like you said, this dude's been in here for two months already. He's already done kicked that demon, yep. right? Yeah, like oh, maybe I might have a good life. Then comes Andy, like, oh, do you want some shitty meth? Yes, yes I, I do. do. That shit gave yes. me pink eye, but, but that shit was good. <laughs> <It> was- <laughs> You got more of that pink eye? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got the whole house with pink eye. Hey, but yeah. you're high. You got Fucking Andy. Yeah. The, you know, the whole, whole the, the, the whole dorms, everybody's all sweaty and playing cards and fucking yeah. doing burpees. I'm like, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and now in retrospect, I'm like, dude, I probably, there was dudes that are probably like, hey, we're going to fucking drug test you. And if you're, do, if you're doing good, we're going to OR you. Now this dude's all methy, right? Did I just, yeah. Or, 
I just sent this dude to prison because he fucking pissed dirty all of a sudden. He's like, all methy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? All methy. All methy. Yeah. That's good. So, you know, I mean, we we get here, right? And I got I got clean. I got I got prison clean, right? And I was going to my ceremonies at Sweat Lodge and I was doing all right, you know what I mean? And uh, the day I got out, I, I told my mom, I said, you know what? Because I'm up there, I'm up there in um Victorville. I said, don't even drive all the way up here. I'll just take the bus. They're giving me gay money. It's cool. We get out. There's a Greyhound here. And there's like a, a bodega right there. Right? That, that's what I'm saying. Like, you get out of Victorville. It's, yeah. It's it's pretty much like a trap. That's like Hemet, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah it's up there. San Jacinto and shit. Like yeah, that. so I, I get out. And, there, and there's up there in Victorville, I believe there's three federal prisons, a woman's prison, and like there's like a low-end state, like a camp, right? So there's a bunch of convicts that just got out, right? There's like eight of us and like three shot out ass bitches that just got out of prison, right? Like, Hello. Yeah, I was like, dude, you are looking like a queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tasty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, the only women I've seen over the last, you know, 18 months is these little trannies. Yeah. <laughs> trannies or beat up looking COs. Hi, like, Andy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see the CO come in and she got shampoo on. You're like, oh, God, you smell good. I know. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> fucked up. And oh. she's so butt ugly that she wouldn't even hit it with, you know, your homie's dick. And you're just I like, know. Oh, there's, a lot of tr- there's a lot of sheriffs, dude, that look like fucking, they're women, but they look like dudes. But yeah. you're like. I know that's a pussy. Like, yeah. I'll still fuck it. Like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Seriously, that bitch got a bigger mustache than me, but she a bad bitch. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, there's this girl, right? We're all getting ready to hop the bus. I go buy a pack of Marbreads because, you know, I fucked that. I've been in prison. I've been smoking re-rolls and, mm. you know, and I'm just like, I'm going to smoke with me a real cigarette. And I smoked a real cigarette, got all sick, but, you know, I'm standing around fucking eight hours. All lightheaded. Yeah, all lightheaded and guts all gurgling. But I can't show that in front of you, so I'll smoke another one. Fuck that, because I ain't no punk, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the bus pulls up, heading to San Diego, and dude's like, dude, I got two seats. The bus driver's like, I got two seats. And I'm thinking, dude, you buy a bus ticket. This is my ticket, right? Old girl sitting here, and she got two babies, right? She starts crying. I just got to get back to San Diego. I'm in an abusive relationship. And you know what? We're all righteous-ass convicts, right? Mm-hmm. So we're like, go ahead, girl, go. And there's white dudes like, go ahead, homegirl, just take that bus, take them babies, right? Mm. Right there's a liquor store, and it's like, fuck it. There's where the angel comes into play, right? That shit was like, oh. Mm. We go get a gallon of Jack Daniels. All of a sudden, I'm fucking. In Victorville. Yeah. I'm hanging out with some little Mexican kid, this big, big Filipino girl that just got out of the women's prison. <laughs> We're in Riverside, California, a place I've never been in my life, and I'm drunk, like virtually blacked out, Ugh. running amok. I finally get back to San Diego at like 9 o'clock the next day. Hold on, you went from Victorville to Riverside? Yeah. Just mobbing. Just mobbing, drunk. <laughs> Didn't know where I was, what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> and, I get, and I get home, and my mom's like, you know, come in, right? No, it was like eight because my daughter was still sleeping. And I get home and my mom's like, what the fuck? Are you drunk? And I'm like, what are you talking about drunk? I just got out of prison, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, you got out of prison yesterday morning. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, got me, you got me. You got me. So I lay down. And See, like, what, what happened was, mom. Um, yeah. <laughs> I went for milk. God damn it. My first marriage, that was one of my lines. Like, hey, I'm going to go get some milk and just go stay drinking for like three days. Right? <laughs> and it got to the point where my first wife was like, my first wife was a whore, by the way, but <laughs> but I would come home after God like three. Bless her. Yeah, God bless her. <laughs> she was a champ. <laughs> but uh, 
I would go out for milk, right? And I'd come home literally with a black eye or hickeys. And she'd be like, whoa, where are the bugs of milk? Oh, oh, I forgot. <laughs> right? Take on for, you know, Let like, me go back it. out there and get yeah. it. And, and that, that, yeah. And, and that was the dad I was like, right? Like, yeah. My kids get to see this on a daily. But okay. So then I'll go to sleep in my on my mom's couch, right? My little daughter, who I haven't, you know, I've seen twice during a visit, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, Dad, Dad, Dad. And I'm like, you know, all prisony, all prisony, right? Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And she's like, and it fucking the look on her face, she was terrified. Yeah. You know, because I flashed on my little ass girl, my little fucking daughter who's in, what was she in first grade, second grade, third grade, something, whatever, you know, and I'm just like, something's got to change. Right. Something's got to change. So I got uh, my mom's phone, and I was doing, for a little while, I was doing ceremony up at Viejas before I got all fucked up. I mean, I was doing ceremony, and I was loaded, which was super fucked up, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and uh, weirdest thing, my medicine man calls out of nowhere, and he's like, hey, heard you're out of prison, and I'm like, thinking to myself, that's fucking weird. How, how would he know I'm out of prison, you know? But that's that third eye shit, you know, he's see shit that i don't see you know i'll see yeah i got out i got up like whatever you know a day and a half ago and he's like oh okay well we're having ceremony tonight and i said you know what i'm not even gonna lie to you i got all fucked up last night and he's like oh okay well that's cool he's like well if you ever decide to grow up we'll be over here Mm. and i was like so right away you know my daughter that look on her face right and then my medicine man calling just like out of a fluke, right? And I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck, something's got to, something's got to give. And uh, my mom had to move out of the place she was in, like a nice three bedroom townhouse, into a little one bedroom fucking apartment, right? Because I, because of my, because of my drug addiction, you know. Because I, she was, didn't, she didn't know how to set the boundary, huh? Well, she was just like, well, well, it's because when I was out here, El Cajon just running that muck, I was supposed to be paying my portion right and after i got locked up she couldn't afford to stay in that fucking three-bedroom townhouse somewhere and uh by this you know by that time i I had both my daughters but before i got locked up because of my addiction and i thought i'm not that guy i'm not that i'm not a bad dad i'm a fucking good dad but i wasn't i was a piece of shit you know like oh i'll be out all night because I get you to school and buy you some donuts in the morning, I'm a good-ass dad. You know, and I'm showing up to my daughter's school, white beaters, right? <laughs> Fucking sweaty first thing in the morning. And then, like, I even had teachers say, hey, are you okay? Yeah, you stupid teacher, what are you talking about? You know? The wiggle. The just wig- the, all the justification, man. Yeah. The, 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 the locked jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Just chewing on phantom gum, like... <laughs> Like one of my like my kids once said that to me. Hey, Dad, can I have a piece of gum? And I'm like, What are you talking about, Chica? Right? I'm like, I'm not even chewing gum. And I was like, Oh my god, right? So the old part of the old townhouse, she left the answering machine. Like I'm like, I don't even know who I'm supposed to check into. What do I do? You know, I've been on parole, been out of jail. Like you always supposed to go check in with somebody, your parole agent, right? And I'm like, Well, who? Why? Where? When? Mm-hmm. The old owner of the fucking townhouse gets a hold of my mom and said, hey, you left your answering machine there. She's like, oh, okay. She, and he was like, it's the weirdest thing. There's a message on there from Andy's parole agent. So another God shot, right? My parole agent 
and he calls me in. So I go see him, and by this time, it's like I'm like five days out. I've already ate like 50 carne asada burritos. I ate a Butterfinger. I fucking drank a rainbow slushie from 7-Eleven. But I'm sober, right? I got loaded that first day, but I'm, I'm, I'm sober, right? I'm clean. I'm just, but I'm miserable, mm-hmm. right? I go in. And he's looking, he's like, oh, well, you got violence, you got this, you got that. And I'm looking, you know, looking at my charges, you ride illegals across. So, so you know, so you're aware that's actually a terrorist charge because of the Patriot Act. And I'm like, oh, perfect. So that's been a whole nother fucking avenue too. Anyway, we're talking and he was like, and I'm sitting there listening and it's like Snoopy, you know, like the teachers, Charlie Brown. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, here we go again. Another and right, another little fucking white boy telling me how I can live my life, right? Because I don't have a fucking problem, right? Did you ever have a problem? Mm-hmm. I only had a problem if you got if I got caught, right? Right? Yeah. It's always no. a problem. Yeah, and then, and then no. it's the system. Yeah, and then it's the system of the man, right? It's because I'm half Indian, right? All that shit, mm-hmm. all the excuses and the justifications that I used forever. It was your fault that I got high today. It was her fault. You know, my wife is a fucking bitch and she's a whore. That's why. No, you know what? It was all me. And it's mm-hmm. Ben, right? And he's sitting there talking, and he finally says something that I hear. He says, have you ever had a problem with drugs and alcohol other than these two DUIs that you had, like, a lifetime ago? And I look at him square in his eye, and I say, you know what, dude? I'm a fucking dope fiend. And then he gets all weird. Oh, my God, are you high right now? And I'm like, no, but the way you're sweating me, I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> he put me in this program, a parole program, plus I had to do, like, three... Self-help meetings yeah, or whatever. Yeah, right? And I, I, like, I'm not going to lie. I'd, I'd go to the program, and it was cool because we had a decent little counselor who lived their life, you know? Lived the street life, the gangster life, got clean. Now he works for the fucking parole or pro, probation, parole, whatever, right? So that was cool. But coming to NA and AA, it fucking sucked. It fucking sucked when I first got here because I'm fresh out and I'm hard and I fucking, I got hate, Right? And you want to come up and hug me? And I'll be like, nah, bro. But I'll hug your girl. Mm. <laughs> right? Let's start there. Yeah, let's start there. You know, because like, you know, when we get here, hey, well, nowadays, when I first got here, Narcotics Anonymous was very welcoming, which was weird because there'd be these big fucking burly white bikers that I'm like, whoa, I have nothing in common with this dude. Come here, brother. Right? And I'm like, no, get away. Huh? Right? <laughs> I'm catching a rapey vibe from you. I don't like this, right? And I would sit, I'd bring my slip up, and I'd sit way in the back, death row, right? Don't look at me. Don't look at me, right? Better not call on me. Don't, don't, don't ever, right? What year? What year is this? So I got, I got out. Um, sent my clean dates December, December 29th, two thousand six. Wow. Yeah. December. That's when I got out. So it was Before almost the it, first time. It was almost wow. like I was almost I was almost like the typical. Oh, I got clean on New Year's, right? Right, right. right. I was almost that guy. So I'm like, oh, okay, I get I it. Almost got clean. I on. almost got clean, but I, I had to pull the wool. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so I'd sit in the back, and then I, I had my slips, right? And I did the fucking parole, and I did everything. I did everything, right? And I mean, I even had a slip up where I ate a whole box of poppy seed crackers. <laughs> and tested dirty And I was like Dude I don't even like heroin I like fucking speed mm. But still it was a whole The whole gambit of my parole agent Coming to my house Opening every fucking cabinet Looking at my bed Under my bed Testing me again I'm just like And I even had I literally Dug I jumped in the dumpster Dug the fucking box of poppy seed crackers out He said dude 
Just don't eat those shits no more. <laughs> awesome, but they were delicious. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I'm coming to these meetings and I'm starting to hear, right? And I'm a little more open. I'm like, all right, I still get fucking super weird, right? Oh, that's, uh, all right. Because right? you know, some of these dudes in NA just hug you too intensely, right? Or too much. Or like you get the dude that's just like, uh, and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? <laughs> right? Yeah. And you're just like, okay, okay, okay. Right? Yeah. You know, and, and, it's, and I'm starting to hear things. I'm starting to hear stories and I'm starting to hear things like this dude's white and he fucking. He didn't have a silver spoon, and he fucking grew up on welfare and food stamps, and his mom was a junkie, so I, I, I hear that, right? But that dude's white, so he's still a piece of shit, right? Then you got the black dude over there, and I'm like, okay, same kind of fucking lifestyle, but he's black, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, everyone's like, get a sponsor, do your steps, all this shit, right? I didn't get a sponsor until, like, nine months clean. I didn't start working steps till two years in. And, oh, don't get into a relationship in your first year. Fuck that shit. Got married. I, I fucking did the most. I got a girl <laughs> right away, right? Yeah. And, you know, I fucking didn't get a sponsor, and I didn't work no steps, and I didn't share, and I didn't do this. And, I, like, literally, I went to meetings, had no program whatsoever. I was just abstinent. I still had that ball of hate. You know, I still had everything, right? Why? Why, why, why is this happening to me, right? And it got to the point, all of a sudden, I don't need those slips signed by my pro anymore, right? But I'm still going to these meetings. Why? I don't want to see neither one of you ugly motherfuckers, right? I, I kind of like what you're saying, though, you know? I'm starting to relate just a little more. I'm starting, and it got to a point, and then all of a sudden, I start sharing, right? And then my shares are toxic, right? And it's, mm. it's this, and you motherfuckers don't know I'm Indian, and y'all will never know, right? And it's not even that. It's the years of abuse, the motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just fucking, you don't know about generational trauma, all that yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. right? All these things that I, you know, and I started to share, and I started to do this, and I started to do that. And there was a brief period where me and Claudia weren't together because she fucked up. And I pulled, I pulled out. You ever see Wayne's World? Yeah. Remember when Garth's like, I'm not going to jail for you or anybody. Claudia relapsed, right? And it fucking it, it sucked and it hurt my heart. But I was like, dude, I'm still on parole. I can't. I can't. I can't fuck with you. And I love, I love Miss Claudia, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. The love of my life chose to go back over drugs. How, how, how could she not, you know? Right. Let, let's say it. Let's keep it real. Like, yeah. how could she not fucking want to be with Thundercock? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's where that's where we're going with that, right? But what exactly. do we but what do we love that never loves us? Drugs. Mm-hmm. Right? Facts. Facts. So uh I went through that little brief period, right? And I did one of my famous, my famous, you know, when I was when I was finally starting to share and open up, you know, you guys are drug addicts. You guys are alcoholics, right? Man, I'm Andy. I'm a dope fiend and a drunk. Right, mm-hmm. Cause I'm just so fucking so, so, so different, fucking hard, so hard and so different. Dude, I'm right? so different from and, uh, all you fuck sticks. And I fucking just served up just a vomit of fucking just a cesspool of fucking share. Right, love it. And then, right, and then I see some little fucking shot out dirty leg outside. And I'm like, I'm going outside, right? And I go outside, and this old timer comes out, and he's like, "Brother, that share was awesome, right?" And I'm sitting there trying to talk to this girl, and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna tell you like this, this girl." She ain't going to keep you clean. Mm. 
And I mean, like, so now my pride's are because you're talking shit at me in front of this bitch, right? And I'm like, all right, I'm going to come back in. I'm going to sit down, right? <laughs> Not because you're telling me to, just, yeah. just because I'm going to spite you, right? And there was a lot of my early recovery that I stayed clean out of spite. You're not going to make it. You guys ever hear that? All the time. You're not going to make it? I bet you I bet you won't stay clean. And this dude that used to say that all the time, this fool relapsed. I fucking, when he came back, all shot out and broken and greasy. And I know it was fucked up, but I got right in his face. I said, bitch, where's my money? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, like, you know, like, like, like his trail was broken and I was just like, mm, that's what's up. What's yeah. Up? Oh, who relapsed? That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> who fucking relapsed? You did. Not me, bitch. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> later, I mean, I later made amends after he got like four months and I was like, bro, I'm sorry about that. But sometimes it, it has to be like that. Man. Say, you want to talk? Hey, hold on. We're in recovery, but there's a lot of people that talk hella shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's mo- majority of the time is the people that talk a lot of shit end up doing some fucked off things. Yep. Maybe they don't relapse. But they're cheating on their wives. They're cheating on their girls. They're Why are you sti- pointing at me? I'm nigga? sorry, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm just what I'm saying though is like there's a lot of people doing some fucked off shit that just their behaviors. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're you're getting loaded without getting loaded, motherfucker. Yeah. Don't fucking be. But they uh, they always have something to say. Like you know, you know, Rafa ain't gonna make it. Yeah. That mother, he's gonna get fucking high, or he's gonna take somebody out with him. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. He's gonna little, hang out with his people. Yeah, that little whisper. You know, <laughs> you know how hard it is to find some Puerto Ricans out. Here? <laughs> You're like the second Puerto Rican I met in California, bro. <laughs> we a dying breed. Shout yeah. out to all my Puerto Ricans in yeah, California. Sh- shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's you know, and uh, recovery's definitely been a trip. It's it's up down. It's right. all around. And I say I'll say it, and I'll say that fucking group. And I, I learned. You don't share your core at group level. Because now I go in and I'm be like, oh, man, I'm going into a meeting and I'm having problems with my wife. Mm-hmm. One of y'all could use that against me. You could see said wife at another meeting and be like, hey, baby girl. What's up? I know, I know Annie ain't treating you right. Uh-huh. And then what's up? All of a sudden, drug addicts are drug addicts and drug addicts make drug addict choices, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, now I got to kill Rafa and Claudia, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Hey, Claudia, you're still with her? Yes, Oh man, yeah, I met her. I met her before I actually met you. Yeah, and she's she's always been awesome. I met her when um when I used to work uh, over at Crash. Okay, I bumped into her and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, she's solid people. And then I went over to the Holly Street meeting, and I remember I saw you and um what's his name, Greg, Greg Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. We're not using last names. Yeah, it's all good. He's you look him up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I met him. I met him, and was the trip about him is like, I think like what was the last time I went in, and I was in there. He was trusty. Okay. (laughs) He was like a trusty and shit like that. He was walking around. I was like, damn. And then I see him clean, and I I remember I saw him at Holly Street when I was in Crash, and I saw him in Holly Street, and I was like, damn, trusty could do it. I know I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, one of the things that I am blessed with, not growing up here in California, right. I only ran into one person, one, well, two people that I used to run run on the streets with. Right. I ran into this black dude with a lazy eye, and he was in a meeting with his, and he had a badass dime piece white girl, and I was like, how the hell did your lazy eye get this bitch? But mm. <laughs> anyways, like, you, you'll thing. never know, yeah, homie. Yeah, that <laughs> thundercock, homie. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, ain't the only thundercock yeah, around yeah. here. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, that's my dude. That's my nigga. He used to sell me dope. And I was like, 
okay. <laughs> like, kill game, bro. We're in a meeting. Like, I never, I never sold dope. Yeah, you know. So, right, right. And then I ran into this other fool, and he started going to meetings for a while. And he's like, man, remember them days? And I'm like, the worst form of conversation I could ever hear is remember back in the day. Mm. Back in the day sucked. A lot of, ba- I mean, don't get it fucked up. We had a lot of fun until we didn't. Mm-hmm. Until the soul was fucking cloudy, right? Because mm-hmm. there was times where I'm like, dude, this is the best day of my life, <laughs> right? Yeah, doing it, double dog, doing it. But then there's like that time where you're like, not homeless, but you ain't got no place to go, right? Because you didn't just burn the bridge down. You burnt the bridge down, shoveled up the ashes, threw them away. You know what I mean? Like it, like there'd be times where I'd pull up to somebody's house. That's my dog. That's my road dog. That's my ace. Pull up, you know. And you see the, you, they see my car pull up, and all of a sudden the light turns out. You see the little curtain close, and you're like, boom, 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 come on, bro. Come on. Uh, yeah. You know, and, yeah. or you get there and like, bro, I can't hang out with you. Uh, uh, my wife said you bad. Mm. I fuck you and your bitch, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're in your car thinking to yourself, all right, well, where am I going to go? And you find a cut, and you smoke, or you shoot, or you do what you do, and you're just like, this is great. And then in your mind's eye, you're like, you're screaming for yourself to yourself, by yourself, like, well, who got me? Mm. Well, who got me? I've had all these motherfuckers my whole life. Who got me? Mm. And that's what recovery teaches taught me. I got me. Yes, with these rooms, with these fellowships, with these things, I've built a fucking strong support. I have people that friends turn family, but I also learned that, like, I don't, I don't need to go to a meeting every day. Coming up on 17 years. I don't need to go to Denny's after a fucking eight o'clock meeting knowing <laughs> that I got work. What's going on, guys? Dustin with the LFG 1904 show. Proud to announce our partnership with Law Tigers. If you have been in a motorcycle accident, let's get you the compensation you deserve today and get you back on the road. Go ahead and call this number, 858 306 1986. Once again, that number is 858 306 1986. Law Tigers, nationwide, doesn't matter where you're at. Call that number, LFG. <laughs> right? Well, that's crazy. No, and I, I got to go to sleep in 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get I, wake mean, up with bubble I have eight years 12. clean, and I would say probably the last year is when I start feeling that way as well. But, I mean, you were out doing the most yeah. for a long time, Andy. You know what I mean? So, for it's... I think the recovery scene is a little bit different and which is fine because things change and I'm okay with change. But I, what I'm not okay with is like, I have these dreams and aspirations now to being clean and I want better things and, and not, so I got to word this correctly, but going out after every single meeting to the fellowship and the dinner is just not conducive to my life right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not, not to mention it costs a lot of money. Yeah. It really does. It costs yes. a lot of money. When you're out doing the most, it definitely costs a lot of money. Yeah, six months, six months, six months into NA is when I was like, yeah, I ain't going to do no more dinners. I mean, like, if it's somebody's birthday, I'll probably slide by. But, like, for the most part, like, that's just that's just pricey. Yeah. Like, it's super pricey. And then, like I was saying, like, it's around 8 o'clock when everybody want to eat. And then you got to go to bed, like, in yeah. about 45 <laughs> minutes. You got to wake I, up in an hour. These these motherfuckers <laughs> is like, yo, y'all forget I'm damn near pushing yeah. 40. You know what I'm saying? My body doesn't break down the food the right way yeah. anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> one a.m. I'm hurting. Yeah. Right. You know? No, right. I'm I'm 48, and this this shit yeah. fucking you know like the human body. We're off tribal people at one sense or another. We're not supposed to eat past seven o'clock. Nah. And now we live in this modern world where, you know what? I worked. My girl worked. I don't feel like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go get some KFC. Let's go get some Popeyes. Let's go get a carne asada burrito, right? Mm. Same thing though, right? Now I'm going out. Oh, it's your birthday. And we go out with fucking 22 drug addicts, right? You know what I mean? And most of these motherfuckers are out of pocket in a restaurant making mess and fucking acting loud and being loud. And we're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Till it's not. Till you look at the waitress or the waiter and you're like, man, that's fucking poor dude. Dealing with all of us. You done sent your fucking plate back three times. Old girl want to substitute everything on her plate. Might as well just order something fucking entirely different. <laughs> you know? Pico de gallo, no tomatoes, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. We're like, what the you, fuck? Yeah, what do you <laughs> I want sour cream without the sour. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then I got you. Yeah, I got I got you. I got and then we're sitting there, right? You know, eight, nine o'clock. By the time you get your food, it's 10, right? Mm -hmm. And you're still pounding coffee. You know, <laughs> then you go home and you're all, you know, I, I done drank three, three cups of coffee at the meeting and that shit's like crack anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you drank three more at the fucking restaurant. Don't get your, by the time you're getting out of there, it's quarter to 12. By the time you get home and start to unwind, it's 12, 15, 12, 30. But then you lay there like old school, like laying next to your partner all methy. Pretending like you're sleeping, like man, why this bitch start snoring so I can go do some more? <laughs> yeah. right? Why am I here? Well, yeah, why am I here with my eyes open, going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking over, like is she asleep? Is, is she, she sleeping? sleeping? Yeah, then you're trying to, like, and then when you're messy, they always wake up, like, hey, where are you going? Uh, nowhere. <laughs> you know, right? And it's the same thing. You come in all coffeeed up, like. Ugh. Like, and you know your mind, your body, your heart, you're just racing, and your girl's, like, sleeping. Right. And you're like, hey, wake up, it's me. And they're like, get out of here. I'm, you know, like, you know, after being with your lady for a while, the the chemistry is still there, but it's just not what it used to be. Mm -hmm. What it used to be is like, oh, you could walk by each other and just smell each other and be like, oh, are you, you want to? Yeah. What's yeah. up, girl? Sure. Yeah. And now, now they're like, are you serious? Okay. <laughs> like, yes. Was it Score. good for you, babe? And you're like, they're, they're just looking at you like disappointment. Like, no, no, it wasn't. Oh. And you're like, hmm, well, I got mine, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I mean, like thunder immediately just goes to fucking lightning. Yeah, <laughs> like, like one of those little lightning balls. That yeah. yeah. Ooh, neat. A little yeah. firecracker. Boom. Right. Uh, Oh, but, wow, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, also the age factor starts creeping in, too. Hello. You know, and I, I never thought that because I used to talk shit when, uh, when I was young. When I was able to hold a job, I would talk shit to, like, dudes our age. Like, hey, dude, you're old as fuck, right? Ha, ha, ha. Right? <laughs> Even in prison, my first term, 19. You fuckers are old, dude, right? Now I'm like, oh, shit, I'm 48. and Damn, you're old. Yeah, and, like, I wake up with pain that I didn't have the night before, and I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? Like, right. try to play it back. Like, what did I do to hurt my fucking yeah. middle of my back? Like, yeah, I got to go to sleep every night with a lighter king patch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but not to mention you're doing a pretty fucking intense job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And not and you're driving, right? Because you do cross country. We do cross country. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, you're fucking moving a house and then driving in a truck yeah. to fucking... And, and like driving a car cross country, because you're just driving, you don't feel the bumps, them trucks are just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by like 10 hours of that, you're like, fuck, I hate this shit. Yeah, you know, but once again to play it back to that terrorist charge, uh, there's very few things in my life that I regret. Very few. Like people are like, "Oh, you ever regret being a drug addict?" 
No, because if I was not that man, I would not be the man that I am today. Facts. Right? Without that fucking trial and that hardship and that misery and that soullessness, I would not be who I am today. Now, running illegals, <laughs> mm. that one, that one, because it comes back to haunt me. I go apply for a job and then they do the little background and they're like, oh, we hired somebody else. And I'm like, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't, you know? Or go to the second or third interview and, oh, we're just waiting for your background. And I'm like, all right. Or in the interview, like, have you, and, you know, and I have to tell them, like, as a felon, right? You have to tell them. Well, with, like, the, with that, it stays on, right? Because, like, yeah, I can't, like, I can't. My lady got expungement for all her shit and we tried and it was just, literally a waste of like three hundred dollars they just they couldn't do it the only way that i can get an expungement is a presidential pardon pardon wow you know what i mean and i don't see your guys' boy biden hooking me up so hey my boy (laughs) that's Uh, rafa's boy yeah yeah that's my nigga yeah i I don't i like all politicians they're they're not about us just so we're all on the same page yeah Yeah. because like i got into it like i I wasn't even political but i i pushed the envelope during that trump stuff and I had a lot of friends that I've known from my whole recovery that like, right? And I'm like, that's not that serious, bro. Andy's great on Facebook. He likes to push a lot of envelopes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been, uh, my lady was even like, dude, aren't you going to ever grow up? You don't always have to post on Facebook. I'm like, dude, it's social media. It's fake. Yeah. I said, right. plus all the shit that I post, there's very few men that could actually take me on the ones. So... I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not losing no sleep. Not worried, right? I'm not losing no sleep because someone doesn't like my fucking so-called politics. Right. Yeah. Or my religious views. I'm just like, <laughs> let's go. Fuck, come on. Yeah. Like if, if we can't talk as adults, like, oh yeah, this is this is what you believe in. Cool. I'm happy for you. And if that's working for you, cool. I'm not I, I learned in that little political referendum, it's not my business, nor is it my fucking right to say anything about what you believe. Religious, politically, spiritually, sexually. Now there's some there's some fucking gray areas on that sexual thing. Sure, people can be gay. You want to be gay? Gay it the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Gay that wear wear the cape and fucking march in a parade. I'll support you. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to think that you're something that you're not, but you were not born with, that's a whole different fucking avenue. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I I can I can agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, my whole thing is like I just. I, I just think my whole shit is that map shit. I don't fuck with that. Like minor attracted people, I don't fuck with that. Oh, at them, all. yeah. Cause that that's that's literally literally all that shit. All that <laughs> all that shit. My bad. Literally, that whole I- ideology started that. You yeah. know, like oh, since these people could like these people and these people could like these people, then these people need to be okay with liking these people. And that ain't it. It, it ain't. You, you know, know what I'm saying? At the, so at, the, at the end of the day, right. no matter what our walk of life is, right. our main priority is to protect the children. Facts. 100 you know? plus. And uh, I've been at meetings where, like, I, I had to tell this one dude, like, I don't know. what He just come out the cut, wearing a backpack, all greasy and shiny. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing in the back in the back, and that's when I smoke cigarettes, and I'm smoking. With a couple other fools and he, like little kids are running around, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, man, these fucking kids." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, bro, get time out." What What are you talking about? And he says something else. And I was like, Look, "You gotta go, you gotta get the fuck out of here before I fuck you off." Right. And he pulled that. Oh, this is a this is a meeting, and I'm like, "I don't care. You don't belong here." Then. Right. And then of course someone tried to pull me up, like, "Oh, everybody." And I'm like, "No, not everybody deserves recovery, bro." Mm. Right. You kill somebody, 
Cool. You want to reform? You rob some banks? Cool. You rob from your mama and your grandma? Mm. You took your grandma's silver while she was on her deathbed? Right? You know what? She might not forgive you, but we do. Come on in. Sit your ass down. Right. Let's get clean together. See what the fuck we can do about this problem, right? Now, you fucking with some kids? That's how. There, there, ain't, there ain't no place in the kingdom of heaven. There ain't no place on this fucking earth. And there sure shit ain't no place where you can be a fucking predator. Right. You know, mm-hmm. hundred plus. You bring your babies into these rooms, right? Thinking that it's a safe place because I could share and I could be open and I can be honest, right? And then you got this dude over here just on a creep, yeah, and right. And you're just like, no, 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 you know. And um, I said it to this girl last night at the at the convention. She's talking about you know because she goes she's a single mom, lives in lives in another state, and she you know got little little girls, little pretty girls. And I said, here's the thing. I got a child who's out there right now. My babies were raised up in these fucking rooms, right? My babies probably heard some shit that they didn't need to hear. Now take it to another fucking level. If you're raising your kids in these rooms, what do they see? Right? Mm-hmm. Clean drug addicts, right? Clean pieces of shit, right? Because it was, like we said, the behaviors are still going to be there no matter how much work we do, right? Especially when you got the motherfucking N.A. guru that spits it, that shoots fire, that's like, damn, you're quoting biblical scripture in that motherfucking meeting, and you see him out there talking to the girl with 12 days, right? Mm. Or you see him, you know, doing all these other things, cheating his wife, mm-hmm. cheating the system, just doing whatever, right? And you're like, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Your, your, your outsides don't match your insides, right? Mm-hmm. And now, so we're, we're taking our kids, right? And now, what do our kids see? What are they falling in love with? Nobody wants to be in love with a drug addict. Nobody wants to become a drug addict. But at the end of the day, that allure, right? Mm-hmm. That light, right? Because you're in there and you're talking about it and you're like, oh, and I came through the fire, right? Because uh, you probably had some piece of shit tendencies. You probably had some piece of shit tendencies. We've all done shit while we were loaded that was fucked up, mm-hmm. right? That were like, oh, man. Oh, man. I'm glad uh, I was able to make an amends during that time frame. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad, right? Right. Now, I got my daughter, right, and she's coming into her own, and what does she see, right? She's not in love with drug addicts per se, right, but that whole vibe, that whole mentality. Now, for those of us who have daughters, we don't want our daughters dating dudes like us, right? Right. Like drug addicts, gangsters, like these dudes, right? And even though we're different and we're reformed and we're business owners and we're parents and we're this— I don't want my daughters dating gangsters. I don't want my daughters dating drug addicts, whether they're clean or not clean. Right. Because now that's all they've known, right? They don't want this little square bear boy that's about to go to Harvard. Fuck no, they want that thug motherfucker that's driving a fast car that's tatted up that's going to bring the pain. Right. Right? Now, do we want that? No. For our children. Do we know. want that, right? So... But it's crazy. It's crazy, like to to actually think like that. Like I would have never thought like that. It, it, it didn't come overnight, bro. Like I said, I'm yeah. coming upon 17 years, and I didn't even realize this shit till a couple years ago. Because yeah. we don't we don't really see it, like because because we're changing. Because you want to you want to try to bring your kid into yes. the lifestyle, but then next thing you know, you start bringing them into that lifestyle, and then they start seeing that shit. Yeah, they, I feel you. They and they see it, and they're and it's like the allure. Oh, these are all former drug addicts that are clean. Right? So what am I going to do? I'm going to go date this boy who is a drug addict 
Because I can get him clean. Change him. Because I can change this motherfucker. Look mm-hmm. at me, Captain Save Ho. Yep. Yeah. That's all. That's a. Right. That's a biggest fear, and you're living I didn't it see right that. now. But it's like your kids were like, "Well, you did it. You did it. You know, or you're clean now. Like I'm just. I'm just trying it. Like uh, that's my I, biggest fear. Yeah. It's just a phase. Yeah. <laughs> I told there's my no daughter. Fa- there's no phases any longer. <laughs> yeah. Though. I told my daughter. I said, "This isn't a phase. Yeah. You know, it's a phase when you wore neon green every day for a fucking to school. Mm-hmm. That was a fucking phase." <laughs> One Direction. That yeah. shit was a phase. You know what I mean? <laughs> Backstreet Boys. Right? Yeah. That was a phase. That was a phase. No, yeah, it's do, not. Yeah, doing fentanyl ain't a phase. And that's not. You know, that's doing, a death sentence. Doing, doing yeah. meth is not a phase. Yeah. And both my daughters, the one that, because I have an older daughter from my, my first marriage, she did prison time. You know, in fact, I'm raising her son because even though, oh, I'm clean, dad. Okay, if you're clean, why is your life not together? Yeah. You know, why are you not working? Why are you not going to school? Why are you not raising your own son? Hmm. Okay. All right. And if I say, oh, I think you're on drugs. I'm not. I'm not going to talk to you or my son. Right. Right. Oh, who's that hurting? Mm-hmm. You're not hurting me. Right. I'm at that fucking point in my life where like, if my kids don't want to talk to me or they say they hate me, I'm like, bring it on. <laughs> bring like, the it, pain. Yeah. If you don't talk to me for a week, I am not losing no fucking sleep, child. You know what I mean? You come at me with some madness, like, and I see full circle, like, oh, it's not me. No, it is you. There has never been a point in my life where someone put a gun to my head and said, do this dope, motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't do this dope, I'm going to cut your wife's fingers off. I'm right. Like, Whoa. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. No. Give, the, me, give me the dope. <laughs> give me the dope, then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Babe, you don't it understand does. how to save your fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did this for you, baby. Yeah, that like, doesn't work that way. Six years later. <laughs> yeah. He still wants to cut your fingers. <laughs> there's that guy. Yeah, there's that guy. He's coming through. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's you know, and it's like recovery. We, we get here and we're clean and we're just so happy, right, that we don't have that in our life no more. Right? For me, I didn't get to come in fresh with no kids. I'm already fucking kitted up, and I'm that fucking dude. So now it's like, okay, I got to fucking rebuild every fucking thing. Not only my own life, but I got to rebuild my kids' life because I fucked them up too because I'm I'm not right, right? And I don't mean I'm not right like I like little kids. No, I'm not right because when I'm high, my kids are on the back burner. Just because I'm like, let's call it like it is. I'm a Disney dad, right? Oh, I was gone for three days. Hey, let's go to Toys R Us, non-existent store, right? right. Let's go to let's go to Walmart. You can get whatever you want. Right. Is all forgiven? Yeah, sure. Your kid's happy, and I just bought a bunch of donuts, and we went and fucking had a burrito, and they're cool for that fucking moment of that instant gratification, and they got this badass Barbie or whatever, right? What happened in those three days that they're never gonna get back where they didn't have their dad, where they didn't see dad, where they didn't know if dad was alive or dead, mm. right? And that and that's the shit. Even though with almost seventeen clean, it's the wreckage that still pops up. Like, do you remember? And like, even my mom, and my mom was sober for a long fucking time, and uh, she's not, you know. And it, it fucked me up. Like, came home for Thanksgiving, brought her a little wine, and I'm like, dude, she's seventy. Mm-hmm. You want to drink wine? Wine it up, motherfucker. Yeah. Right. But don't don't talk to me about you're still clean. Yeah. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you used to work in the field. You know what the fuck you're doing. You California know? clean. Yeah. I'm res clean. I just, <laughs> I just drink and, yeah. you know, I just black out every night and beat my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah! yeah. Yeah. Clean as fuck. Clean as fuck, bro. I don't do dope no more. Yeah. Meth. Pff, Come on. Come on. Heroin. Pff. Yeah. 
Jack Daniels, that's my buddy. That's my buddy. That's my buddy. Mm -hmm. Right. Toxic as fuck. Toxic, right? You know what I mean? And, and like, until we literally do that fucking self-work, like I said, I didn't get a sponsor till nine months in. I didn't even start working step till two years Mm -hmm. clean, right? And then it took me another two years to fucking finish that first set, right? And it fucking, uh, since then, I've fucking worked with my sponsor numerous, numerous times. I've worked with other dudes. I've, you know, I've, I've done this gambit. But like the first, the first round, the first round, it was all drugs, because that's all we know, right? That's all it is. It's never no internal fucking, you know, on your first. Morals. Yeah, it's it's not. It's like I use drugs because I like to get high. Okay, I use drugs because I was half white, half native, and I didn't fit. I use drugs because my dad wasn't with my mom. And when he was, he was an alcoholic, whoop her ass, whoop my ass. I use drugs because my mom was a drug addict and an alcoholic. I use drugs because that's what everybody does, right? I mean, yes and no, right? Right? You could say, I use drugs because I'm the only Puerto Rican in fucking El Cajon, right? And I don't fit with him, I don't fit with them, I don't fit with them. No, we use drugs because it makes us fucking feel good and then not feel at all, Right? And me growing up as a man, a man was only to have happiness or anger. Everything else would get that you. Was ca- it. Everything else would get you caught slipping. Facts. So if I could fucking stay angry and in the hatred, I'm cool, right? You guys will never get me. Or if I could stay so fucking loaded where I don't feel, then I'm good, right? But I'm not, hmm. right? So I'm all sweaty and weird at yeah. fucking, you know. <laughs> it's the the feelings. Nobody wants to feel. Nobody wants to fucking feel. And then when we start getting them. A lot of us, especially men, we have that issue of like, oh, I've never felt this. No, we felt this our whole life. We just masked it, mm-hmm. right? We just buried it deep. And, you know, it's uh, it's weird because now, like at 48, coming up on 50, coming up on 17 years clean, I'll see some stupid ass shit that will make me like, you know, almost, almost, almost tear up, right? Sure. Like a stupid commercial, right? Right. And it's for some fucking... Like, I don't even know what it's for, but the side effects are a mile long. Monostat. Yeah. <laughs> you got a yeast infection. But you, man, you, that's a fucking pussy dog. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, fuck, man. But you see it, like, it's like the girl, she walking in a field of, like, dead flowers. And you're just yeah. like, oh, my God. That, that gets me. And you're like, I kinda, I, in your mind's eye, you're like, I kind of want to see what this drug's about. But then you look at the side effects, and, you're, and you, you watch the commercial, and you're like, what the fuck was it for? Right. Was mm. it for like congestive heart failure, athlete's foot? What the fuck was that fucking miracle drug that that bitch was taking in that dead field of flowers? What was it for? <laughs> her, her fucking yeast. Yeah, it was for the yeasties. Yeah. Yeasties. <laughs> so, and then you get in recovery, right? And you and you get because my recovery and my my people have changed. I know a lot of people, like you said, from fucking East County to South Bay to the beach to Central, all over, right? And I know people that in my early recovery were my solids. Now, not so much. And it's not like we had a fallout, but it's just like. They go off in one direction, you going in. Yeah. Type shit. Yeah. And then when I first got here, like Dustin was saying earlier, I did a lot and I did the most and I did yeah. service and I did and I did and I did. But what is our main goal of getting clean? Having a normal life, right? Now, is it normal to go to a meeting every single night of the week? Maybe for some people, but what's the difference from me and you and you going out on the streets and running in the streets till three in the morning and coming home and pretending to sleep next to our prospective others, right? 
Huh. Right? Now I'm at a meeting till 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. What's the only difference? I just didn't add dope. Right. I'm still taking away from my family. Where I could be sitting there with my kids, like, hey, I'm going to read you a bedtime story. JK, I'm going to a meeting. Right? Yeah. And now, <clears throat> don't don't get it twisted. I am forever grateful for what Narcotics Anonymous and even parts of AA have given me, helped me. But the normal life of the normal, I work, I come home, I go to my my kids' sports, I watch TV, I eat dinner, and that's it. That's a normal, what normal people do, right? Now every once in a while, oh, we got babysitters. Hey, let's go see a movie. All right, cool. Now... Two days in a row. Hey, let's go. Let's go out. Let's go out. After like the fourth day, all our ladies, all our wives, or whatever we have, are gonna be like, "Where the fuck are you going?" Oh, I'm going. To, I'm going to hang out with Dustin. I'm going to hang out with Annie. Your girl's gonna be like, "Nah, bro. What? Are you gay? What's, what's up with you? Why do you want to go hang out with these dudes every night? Right. What? What are we doing that's not good enough for you? Right? And I, I've done that page too. Like, I'm going to hang out with the fellas in recovery. Right? And what's the difference? Yeah. No, you no. Know? No, no dope. dope. No dope. You know? I think, you know, the. I mean, here's a message, too, for anybody that's new in recovery and listening. Like, go to as many meetings as possible, especially yeah. new in recovery. Yeah. You know, but I just, I, I hope that once you balance things out, right? Balance. And and you like you figure heart. out your life. I mean, there's, listen, I have a, a structured life now, too. You know, besides the workload that I have, I go to uh, certain meetings on a regular basis, you know what I mean? And if I can't, it's because of work. And then, you know, it, that, you know, that is what it is, but I still work on myself. But I think what, what we've realized is what recovery has done for me. I should just say, let me speak in high statements is the awareness. Yeah. So once I, once I'm aware of my behavior starting to slip away, I know what I need to do. Yeah. The difference is before I would block that out. Right. And I would just keep that behavior going. And whoever's around me is going to feel that, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I've treated my women in, in the past completely miserably, just horrible. You know, I would literally just fucking devastate, just devastate somebody. And uh, it, that's uh, that's not the same now. You know, you, you have to you have to have some care and concern. You have to treat people with kindness. And it's fucking it, it took a long time for me to do that for myself it, because I never treated myself right. Yeah, never. But the balance is very important. You have to have balance in your life. If you're if you're still multi-years clean and you're going to meetings every day, like, bravo, but don't be fucking knocking people for not. And a lot of times that's what people do. They'll just say, well, when's the last meeting you went to? Well, how about this? Stop thinking about what my recovery and start thinking about yours. Yeah. So people are so distracted on other people, it's fucked off. Yeah. Especially in today's day. Uh, it's like, well, like, people will come at me too, like, oh, when's the last time you talked to your sponsor? And I'll be like, honestly, like, maybe 20 months mm -hmm. and so then i'm like all right and then i'm guilted right now i'm gonna call him some motherfucker right he's probably gonna give me some fucking assignment that i don't want to do all right and i call him and he's like hey how are you i'm up down and all around okay are you getting loaded no are you making bad choices no are you cheating are you beating are you stealing no all right well uh you should probably call me more often Mm -hmm. What do you want to do? Do you want to do another set? Do you want to do traditions? Do you want to, what do you want to do? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just want to exist right now. Right. Be with my family. <clears throat> like you said, the balance, the balance has to be, you know, when you're brand new. Yes. 
jump in fucking head first. Mm -hmm. Go to three meetings a day if you don't got a job. Fucking do it. Find your fucking people. Because like we all know, not everybody in recovery wants you to win. Hello. You know? Hello. Now you find them people that not even are like, oh, I got to find the same skin tones. I got to find the same race. Obviously for us, that's a hard, harder thing, mm -hmm. right? So now I find people that are like me, right? And then we get that weird ass, oh, nobody's like me. I'm the most individual <laughs> drug addict ever. Mm -hmm. No, we're not, right? Hell no. We're not. And, and that's where it comes into play. You don't got to fucking dance with everybody, but you got to dance, even if it's just a somebody, right? Thanks. And you go and you find that and you get that core and you foundation. And what do we do? We build a fucking life. I look at you. You're a fucking homeowner, business owner. Like you guys, you're riding motorcycles, you're doing all that, right? And did you ever think in your life out there, fucking shot out to the twat out, right? That we would have any of the stuff that we have right now. And it's, the material comes and goes, right? Mm -hmm. Good days come and go. But what we have is a fucking core foundation of where we can stand on our own fucking feet like men. Right? And believe in ourselves. Like, uh, we know the world's fucking hard. And sometimes nobody believes in us. Right? And that's where we've got to rise up and show for our kids, for our fucking loved ones. Like, look, I can do this. I, I can do it. You know what I mean? You don't have to believe in me today. Because mm -hmm. I believe in myself, you know, and right. it, it took it took a minute. It mm -hmm. took a minute to fucking let go of hatred, and like you said, love and kindness. And I'm I'm not always I'm not that fucking poster boy, because I've heard it since I got clean. Like, bro, you're kind of an asshole. I'm like, I am, I fucking am. But I'm not gonna lie to you. Right. I'm not gonna tell you something fucking fake. Right? People people need in recovery. People need we need people like you, and we need people that come from a different side of that care and love too. And I'm not that person all the time too, but like we were talking before the meeting and it's really important too. Well, at least for me now is we treat, we always treat newcomers like a newcomer, but what we don't treat, at least for myself, we don't treat somebody that's been in recovery. That's relapsed or it's a chronic relapser. We don't treat them like a newcomer. Yeah. At least I didn't. And so <clears throat> I've talked about this before and it's like, I really, need to have that compassion for somebody else that is a chronic relapser because there's clearly something that they're not getting. So, you know, I, we know somebody that is a chronic relapser and my conversation is, it's like, what do you need to work on or what are you not telling us? Because there's something that you're not saying and you're not releasing like that hate or that bottled up something you're stuffing something in order to really grow, you have got to express your feelings. You have to. Yeah. And if you can't do it, in a, nobody's ex like what you said earlier. I'm not the guy that's going to go to a meeting and say, I'm going to give you surface level things. I'm just going to be real because I know that everybody now, there is no anonymity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there isn't any. And uh, I mean, that's why we started a men's meeting and it was in, uh, you know, our fucking bylaw was like, if, listen, if you say anything out of this meeting, we're going to fuck your ass up. That's how <laughs> it should be. Right, but I mean, listen, we made the meeting public, so now that that is a way. But in the, uh, in the men's meeting that we started, it was like, look, this ain't for fucking pillow talk. You don't go home to your fucking wife because your wife is going to tell her best friend that fucking so-and-so did this. You know what I mean? This is where the recovery is going to begin, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to begin and stop right here. Yeah. We're going to help one another out. And it's really not like that in the rooms. Unfortunately, you know, people are, they gossip and they talk and it is what it is. 
So you give surface level stuff, but you've got to have that one person. If it's your sponsor, your best friend, or whatever, you got to have that confidence where you're gonna be like, man, I fucking want to use, or I want to fucking hurt somebody, you know, and or this, you know, I was fucking molested, or some shit. There's something going on to, because people just don't they don't keep getting fucking high after multiple years of getting clean. You got two years clean. Yeah, like what the fuck are you doing? That's for me. That'd be a total buzzkill, right? Right. Right? Fuck yeah. Like, NA's dude, if, if fuck I, my shit up. Yeah. NA has fucked my shit up. Yeah. Right? Because I like, you know, my kids, my kids, all my adult kids smoke weed. They drink, right? Yeah. And let's take it another step further. And I'm going to be fucking gut level honest with you guys. Like, when my kids were a little bit younger, my two, two younger daughters, I literally was going to the dispensary for them. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because they had a little friend that was an acquaintance. That bought some weed on the street during the pandemic, laced with fentanyl. Mm-hmm. This little girl overdosed. She wow. did not die. And I'm like, okay, I'm telling my kids, you're not gonna Fuck. smoke. I'm clean. This is my house, right? What 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 happened when people told me I could not do drugs? Mm. I checked this out. Mm-hmm. Right? Everything yeah. under did the sun. I did even more. I did even more. Like, yeah. check that out, mom, top of the world, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? So I'm like, okay, and it took a lot of fucking prayer meditation consultation like okay they're gonna smoke they're teenage girls they're gonna fucking smoke weed it's part of life do we like it now you you guys got little babies right and you could per se have this whole fucking basis of recovery sooner or later your son's become a teenage boy he's gonna be kicking in with the fellas someone someone yeah maybe even him mm-hmm. might say hey i got some weed uh, I got a six pack of beer or a bottle of whiskey, right? And unfortunately, because of our genetics, <laughs> our kids are more apt to fucking be drug addicts. Oh yeah, they might ju- be, they might be just like us and be like, oh, it was delicious. It made me fucking warm and it made me fucking feel or not feel right. And then it goes forth. Like my oldest, my oldest is uh, thirteen, fourteen years old. Yeah, and um. She, she's she's my daughter from my addiction. Like so, she's seen everything that I went through, and like she's seen, you know, how I was and everything like that. And she just recently started with her little attitude and her, yep. her little fucking like this is who I am type shit and uh and like. But at the same time, she remembers what it was like, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, dad, like. I love you. I don't agree with some of the stuff you do sometimes, but you know, I just know how far to go with you because I remember what it was like. And you know, sometimes that shit kind of hurts. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? It hurts because it's like that pain and shit like that. Like my youngest will never know. You know, as long as I continue to keep doing what I'm doing, my youngest will never know. Yep. You know, but my oldest, like she knows, you know, like she got clean well, I got clean when I was when she was about what seven, yeah, or something like that, six or seven. Like so, she remembers what it was like and, and stuff like that. Like so, it was it was real tough, you know, for her, you know, and like even now, like being a teenager and stuff like that. So, um, I say that to say that she, uh, the first instance where the weed and all that stuff came in came into play and stuff like that i remember she came home crying 
and uh she came she came up to me and she was like she came home crying and then baby mom calls me and she's like hey natalie just wants to talk to you i don't know what the fuck's going on and i was like all right bet and i was like in palomar mountain or something and get my spiritual awakening type shit you know and i smashed down from palomar cruised over and i went and i talked to her and everything like that and she's like i I feel so bad and i was like what what happened she's like i got high a side of me was like pissed off yeah you know but then another side of me was like so what's up is this gonna be a reoccurring thing or what's up and she's like no it's like i i know i know what you went through and i don't ever want to go through that and i was like mm. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. It hurt. I just, I know? think, I think being a parent, I For mean, <clears throat> I think our kids obviously are going to see a lot. I mean, Andy and my kids are small, you know, actually I, I do have an 18 year old uh, that's not in my life. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, that bloodline is still there. Mm-hmm. And I, I've said it on this show to be, and it's a really awful thing. You know, I reached out to her when she turned 18. I probably should have waited, but I was impatient because I'm a fucking addict. Right. Yeah. I want, it's me, me, me too. Yeah. You know, and so I reached out and I I did all these things because I want her in my life and I want to show her how great I am now, right? I'm me, the greatest, me, yeah. Right? Oh yeah. And so she said, "Fuck you," blocked me, fucking boom. But then there's that thought, you know, of my addict thinking too, like, "Well, she is my daughter. What happens if she becomes, you know, an addict too? And then maybe mm-hmm. then that's when, you know, her mom." you know, knows my story, then connects, you know, all these fucked up thoughts, you know what I mean? Like eight years clean, still not recovered motherfuckers, you know? Yeah. This ain't no Malibu motherfuckers. Yeah, no, no. But our kids, <laughs> it's how we, it's, it is, it's how we raise them no matter what, but at the end of the day, they're going to still make those own decisions, right. especially if we allow them to make their own decisions. Well, see, like having six kids, right? We did the super strict with like the first two. Right. This is our house, and you will not, and will not, mm-hmm. and it pushed them, right? They, <clears throat> with the older two, they both moved out when they were like 17, right? And at a certain point, and I've heard the fucking gambit, especially in the rooms, like, oh, if that was my kid, you know what I'd do? No, motherfucker, you don't know what you would do. Mm-hmm. You say that now, but when it's right there in your fucking face, you want to love your child, you want to be the best father, role model, fucking hero that you can be. But they make their own choice. Mm-hmm. And there ain't shit you can do. Like with my one that's fucked up right now, <clears throat> we've pulled her out of trap houses, you know? I've kicked in doors on places I have no fucking business kicking in fucking doors. And I told motherfuckers that are of that lifestyle, like, look, dude, at the time, she's 14, she's 15. And, you know, dudes are like, what the fuck are you bringing this little bitch here for, right? And all, all this. Right? And I pulled her out of places she had definitely has no business being. And it got to a point like, okay, now I'm out here and I'm grinding to find my child, right? When I got a whole fucking house full of other kids. Mm. Now, does that mean being selfish? Like, oh, I, gotta, I, I can't because I got all these other ones. Or is it me being a man in recovery setting that fucking boundary like I can't because I have these other ones? What good am I I pull her out of this house Ended up losing my life Or taking someone's life Because that's the way the fucking game goes right Right. Now dad's in prison or dead For the rest of his life Who's raising my other kids And for me For me honestly No matter what happens with My current wife Claudia My love I just don't ever want Somebody else raising my kids 
and for my kids to call them dad. Now, you can be apart from your original baby mama, and your child is like, no, that's my that's my dad. That's my mom's boyfriend. He's a good dude. He, he fucking, he takes care of me, right? But that's my dad. I don't ever want it to be in my life like, yeah, fuck my dad. He's a piece of shit. This dude here that's fucking banging my mom, that's my dad. Mm. And I call him dad, right? That That's my biggest fear. You know, because I've been called a lot of shit in this fucking life. But mm-hmm. Dad, pops, you know, that, that shit just, like even my oldest one, she's like 25, my second oldest, she's like 25, talking to her the other day, hey, pops, what's up, blah, 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 like pops, right? I'm mm-hmm. just like, all right, all right. You know, and I know now that I'm fucking clean, now that I'm fucking sober, mm-hmm. right? We'll use those, we'll use those. <laughs> I want to be that dad that they can fucking call no matter what. And sounds, believe, sounds like you're like on that track. So know. we <laughs> we we had that open door policy, like if you're ever at a party and blah blah blah. <laughs> these little bitches have fucking put me to the test. <laughs> like, dad, come pick us dad. up. Yeah, Oh, believe me, I'm, I'm pulling up to a party at three in the morning, finding this place, right? And all of a sudden, there's like two of my daughters, like four of their little girlfriends. And like two stupid, like drunk teenage boys. And I'm like, dude, do not touch me. Get in the fucking car. Your two stupid asses will sleep on my floor. The rest of y'all could go upstairs, right? Then I'm sitting on the couch. Anytime I'm fucking little drunk bastards moving, I'm like, what? What? I just got to pee, man. You got to piss on yourself. Yeah, you better piss. You better go outside and pee on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've done, I've done that, right? And now I've gotten to that point where. And I know people in recovery are like, oh, you get your kids weed or you used to. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I don't want my kids to die over some fucking weed. Right? Is it right? Do I fucking feel good about it? No, but I don't want them to die. And now that's the world we live in. Right? It's not like, oh, we got a fucking, you know, we got a half ounce of some fucking brick pack mecky, Right? Stems and seeds We're smoking it out Of a fucking pop can mm. Right Takes right. you like 15, 20 minutes Yeah and then oh, yeah, 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 was crazy yeah. huh I know yes. That party last night Was on some bullshit Yes Yeah so Right So I you know And then like And I, I don't share that At group level Like hey yeah I buy my kids weed And they're like Whoa what kind of What kind of Recovering addict are you I'm the best recovering addict Motherfucker Don't ever fucking get it twisted mm-hmm. Right But in my mind's eye I'm like okay I hate harm reduction, but there's got to be a fucking simple line of some kind of harm reduction to meet certain people where the fuck they're at. Now, especially you, when it comes down to your kids, when it comes to your kids. Now, if either one of you were to relapse and you came back and you were like, bro, I'm shot out. I'm fucked up. We sponsor. I got you. And you're a heroin addict, right? You're like, oh, but I've been fucking with that shit. Okay, what do you want to do? Oh, I'm going to get on some suboxone or I'm going to get on some methadone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you as your sponsor, like, look, dude, you got one month. I will not recognize your fucking clean time until you get off this shit. You know, and I've had people like, oh, I'm going to look for a different sponsor. Go ahead. This 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 shit is not a game. Mm-hmm. This is life and death, right? And if I can help you stay alive and be the best man and you can be a good father, a good husband, all that, I will help you. But if you're giving me lip service, man, fucking miss me. I got kids. I got a job. I got life. A beautiful life that's been granted to me. Not strictly by recovery because I've done a lot of footwork, but I got a beautiful life on most days. On most days. It ain't all cupcakes and rainbows, right? It ain't all like, oh, you're the fucking bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even with the fucking wife and kids, you don't come in and like, oh, dad's home. He's yeah. such a fucking champion and he's a fucking hero. 
They're like, you know, you left your socks on the floor this morning. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I did that just to fucking see what you would do. Yeah, I was testing you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, Dad's home. You thought my thundercock. Yay! Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's home. Everybody yeah. stand up and greet him. No, I'm like, yeah. hmm. hey guys, I'm home. Yeah. Especially when I go on the road, and like the only one is my little dog, and she's like happy as fuck to see me. Right? And I told I told Claudia the other day. I said, look, man, who loves me more? You or Tristan? Tristan's our little fucking Bichon poodle, right? She's like, eh, and I said, let me, let's do a real test, a scientific fucking test. Yeah. Let me lock you in the trunk of my car, you and Tristan, for 24 hours. Who's going to be happy to see me when I open that trunk? Not you, bitch, but my dog will. <laughs> <laughs> right? She's going to be pissed. She's going to hop over trying to fucking, you know, stab me or whatever, right? So I'm just like, okay, you know, we, we have love, baby. But the love my little dog has for me is better. Right? Uh, you know what I mean, <laughs> and even with my kids, even though they all love me and they're they're cool and I got their respect, you know, there's times where it's like they don't call, they don't talk, they don't do nothing unless they need something, right? And it's like, okay, I'm your motherfucking Uber, I'm your banker, I'm your fucking food bank, I'm your fucking light bill, I'm your fucking phone bill, I'm your this, I'm your that. But when shit goes down, who do they call? They call me, hmm. and I can be that man today, right? Hmm. You know, because of the, that work trust. you put in. Yeah, you know, they have trust. Yep. I mean, that's what I want my kids to have too. I mean, at the end of the day, that's I want them to be able to come to me because I wasn't able to do that. Yep. So, the, and that's, you know, you want to bring you want to bring your kids up better than what how you were brought up or how you know I was brought up, and it's like I don't know, I'm still learning at the same time. Right. So I gave up my daughter when she was six and I and I gave her up actually when she was six months old because okay. her me and me and my ex split. So then we were just having custody and, you know, I would have her every other week and bullshit. That shit's until, hard. Too. Yeah. Until I, until she was six and then I start getting loaded. She moved, blah, blah, blah. There's other things that happened. But at the end of the day, I gave her up. And, and now, you know, when I see. <clears throat> You know why we're gonna have another baby, and it's like I'm still now. I'm like I'm learning. I'm 42 years old, learning how to be a fucking dad, and I have yeah. to have people like Andy and, and Ian and all these other guys that have that that have successful parenting. You know, because at the end of the day, I don't want to be my kid's friend. I want to be their parent, and I think that's another thing that's went away. Yeah. Is people don't parent their kids. You know, <laughs> people and, don't parent their kids, or they are like, oh, that's my best friend. That's your child. Right. That ain't mm -hmm. your fucking best friend. Right. Yeah. You cannot tell your child like, oh, I'm going through it or my first wife cheated on me or fucking, you know, oh, I was molested or you cannot tell your kid these fucking things. Right. You cannot tell your kid like, you know, like my son asked me one time, he's like, man, dad, you ever stab somebody? Like we're talking about prison. And I was yeah. like, dude, you do what you're doing there. And he just kept pushing the issue. And I said, you know what, dude, when you fucking have to put a knife up your ass and go put in work on some shit that you don't even fucking believe in. I said, that's why I fight so hard for you to fucking be not a street kid. Right. And he kind of looked at me like, you know, like yeah. sheepish, like, I didn't want to hear that. I'm like, well, yeah. fucking keep asking, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ever had a cheek a knife? Yeah. Yeah. It fucking sucks. Yeah, it sucks. sucks. It sucks bad. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a motherfucker. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, so, 
A lot of things could happen right there. Yeah. Kid. <laughs> a, a fucking sneeze yeah. could be fatal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, so Andy was a good guy. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> He ruptured his guts from the inside. I don't know what that <laughs> yeah. so. He fucking stabbed himself. Yeah. <laughs> and it is. It's trust. It's, you know, they're, they're not our fucking friends. They're our kids. Right. You know, and when they fucking, and a lot of, I see little parents, oh, my kid told me she hates me. And I'm like, good, dude. You're doing your fucking job. You're doing your fucking job. Yeah, like right now, right now, what I'm going through right now with my oldest is, uh, you know, she's not she's not too fond of who I'm dating right now. Um, but my youngest, my youngest is all for it. My youngest loves it, so I'm like, well, you know what? I'm gonna concentrate on her, and you know, eventually you'll come around. And if you don't, you know, we'll see. You know, but I I stay consistent with my with my oldest. I constantly text her every morning. I'm yeah. like, hey, I love you. Good morning. Boom, boom. And here, yeah. here's the thing: like all children, I, we, we can even take it back to us because I, I, I grew up without my dad, probably ninety percent of my childhood, right? And deep down, even though my dad was a fucking alcoholic douchebag, woman beating, fucking cheating motherfucker, I wanted my dad and my mom to be together. I wanted it to be like the Robinsons, where they got a fucking normal fucking family, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it's just that's not the world we live in. Sometimes it's not, you know, it's and. Not. At the end of the day, if you're happy with your current lady, that's good. At a certain point, it's not your daughter's relationship. As long as she's not a fucking little bitch to your new girlfriend, like disrespectful and like, I don't got to listen to you. You're a fucking cunt. You ain't my mom. My mom said you're ugly in bed anyway. You know, something stupid, right? Right. You're just like, okay, you don't have to like her. Right. And if you do, that's a fucking plus. You know what I mean? We'll work on that. This is the fact right now. This is who I'm with. I still love you, and that will never fucking change. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'll do my best as your dad to live for you. Because mm-hmm. dads all the time are saying, oh, dude, I would die for my kids. Of course we would. Any one of us. A, a fucking drop of a hat. But what's better, right? I would live for my kids. I'd be that fucking respectable, honorable. I'd be that hero in their fucking eyes. Right? I'd be that fucking guy. And I am that guy for my kids, you know? Yeah, that's a different perspective. That's actually really good. You know, and we, we got, we got to, we just got, we just got to keep doing it. And sometimes this shit fucking, it, it's pain, you 100, know? 100 plus. And what did we do before, before all this fucking beautiful recovery or this shitty recovery or this, you know, mm-hmm. what did we do? We stuffed it. We shot it. We snorted it. We smoked it. We, we turkey basted it. Mm. Mm. That was my favorite. Miss those. What? You don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that membrane. Talk about it. That membrane. So, Talk about it. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Make me cough. <laughs> Talk about it. Oh, man. See, what happens is your ass glands. Mm-hmm. It just sucks in all that fucking drugs, baby. What yeah. else does it suck in? I mean, it is. Cock. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Delete <laughs> oh, oh, oh. uh-huh. that one, bud. <laughs> oh, it's just, that's just canceling you out. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a button. I don't know what the fuck that is for. I thought I did something cool. God damn it. I it was almost, but you know. Yeah. Right. So there, there's things. Yeah, right. We could talk a whole fucking other podcast about butt shots. <laughs> <laughs> right. Totally. That's just, right. you know, yeah. but. And it's like we don't want to just get into recovery just to be, oh, I'm clean. Uh, right. Are they, are they going to throw you a fucking ticket tape parade because you, Rafi, are fucking clean or no. you, Dustin, are clean? Is there anybody in this fucking world other than our immediate family 
that gives any fucks that we're clean. No. That's what normal motherfuckers do. They stay clean, right? right? And that's why Narcotics Anonymous has a stigma, right? You're at a job for fucking whatever amount of time, and someone says something, you're like, oh, man, I'm sober. You know what? Good for you, buddy. Fucking right. Right on, right? Now, flip that coin. Oh, I'm clean. Whoa. They're, you know, they're checking their wallet. They're clutching right, their purse. Right. They're like, do I need to put the silverware away? Mm-hmm. Hey, but um, I, I honestly feel like nowadays people like that story. Yes or no. Right? Yes like, or no. It's, it's almost it's like some places <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, you got clean and everything like that. Like, well, I mean, now because of the fucking fentanyl culture is so... Right. It's, it's not just the hood, right? It's mm-hmm. not just fucking Otay Mesa. It's fucking middle America, right? And now when a fucking senator's daughter overdoses on fentanyl, then it's a fucking big deal. Just like with fucking crack and just like with heroin. Uh, it ain't no big deal when it's in the ghetto, when it's in the barrios, when it's on the reservations, when it's in the fucking trailer parks, right? Yeah, but you have this football player from Duke yeah. that ends up passing away. Or a mayor's daughter or a mm. fucking senator's son or somebody's fucking, somebody with some clout's fucking family member. Now it's a fucking problem. Now we got to do something about and it. And the war on drugs is the war on drugs. You know who won that war? The war on drugs. Yeah. There's always going to be drug addicts, right? Mm-hmm. Right? No matter And no matter what the fucking flavor, the bigger, the better, the fucking more bang, right? You know? And we think on, we think on that and we live on that and we're like, oh, shit. Was it wasted time? No. Did we make a lot of fucked up choices? Yes. Were this time machine per se? Would I change? No. Because I am who I am. With all that fucking strife and that fucking hardship and that fucking, you know, without that, who might I be today? Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. And we could we could sit there for fucking ever and be like, oh, if uh, if only, there is no fucking if only. There ain't no redo. There's only fucking restart. You know, you can't be like, oh, my my oldest daughter doesn't like the girl I'm with. You know, what what, what can I do to change that? You can break up with that girl, right? You could sacrifice your happiness, but for what? Right? Sooner or later, your daughter and your daughter loves you, obviously, because of what we already talked about. But at some point, she's either gonna or she's not. But it's gonna come to a point of just it's civil, right? You know what, Dad? I don't like your bitch, and I ain't ever gonna like her. I'll tolerate her because I love you. You know what I mean? And that's and that's how it is. And that's and we just move forward with Trust, love, and compassion, you know? And we we raise the kids, our kids, the best that they can, you know? And it's not about like, oh, I'm, I'm raising my kids different because I'm going to give them all the things I didn't have, right? Oh, cable TV and food in the fridge and, mm-hmm. you know? Right now in the modern world, that's just basic. Fuck, everybody's got that, right? Everybody's got a fucking phone and everybody's got internet and everybody's got, 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 right? But it's not even about the possessions or the house or the fucking... Badass Jordans or the fucking clothes or any of that. It's about a fucking what we can give them as a moral compass. Am I raising good fucking kids or am I raising little pieces of shit? That like when we show up to a fucking birthday party, like, oh fuck, there's Andy and all his badass kids. <laughs> right? Or, you know what? There's Andy and his fucking kids. They're cool. There's Andy and the gang. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that, that's what we strive That's what I I not we Because mm-hmm. I'm going to speak For any of you Which You know we get into recovery Oh it's a we thing It's a we Well do we feel like shit right now Did we just break up With our girlfriend 
No, I did that shit, motherfucker. It wasn't we, right? You know, and take it back to like, could you go to any of your drug dealer's house and be like, hey, bro, I'm going through it. Mm. I just, I feel weird today. Bitch, get the fuck out of here. You want this 20 or not? What's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> I know. Right? Totally. And I seen, I, I had kind of an eventful weekend. I went to a, a native funeral up in Viejas and there was a brother there like, oh, this is the only time people get together and do this and do that. And my mom's like, homeboy, drinks and smokes, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I said, I said, you know what, be the change then. Start doing something as a community to bring people together. It doesn't have to be somebody dying for us to all fucking be, right? You know, and like when I, we got to see my daughter this fucking holiday and she's fucked up and she shot out and, you know, she fucking went outside and come back in and all of a sudden she's cleaning my bathroom. And I wanted to yell at her like, look, bitch, what the fuck? What did I tell you? But she scrubbed the fuck out of the bathroom floor like, go, 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 right? <laughs> and I remember those days like just being so high, there ain't nothing to do but I'm gonna clean. Right. And she cleaned my kitchen, she cleaned the bathroom, you know what I mean? She was weird. And she hung out and then her fucking boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, just got out of jail, come over looking healthy. She left with him. Haven't seen her since, right? What do I do? Do I go kicking doors again? No. I come here, we do this podcast, and we just be better. Yeah. We just be better than what we were yesterday. I, I can't I can't agree more. I mean and and nobody's gonna Anybody, anybody and everybody can have anything to say about what somebody else is going to do until it's in their fucking front door, on their front door. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, and I'm just, I'm speaking for myself, you know? I can go and say, Rafa should be doing A, B, and Z. But at the same time, that ain't my, that's that's up to him, whatever he does. You know what I mean? It's up to whoever, how they parent, and it's... I even I said it right now, and that was just judgmental. It's like people don't parent their kids. That's my own opinion. You know what I mean? People parent their kids how they want to parent, and I'm going to be doing the way I want to parent. Yep. You know. Plus, well, also it's like look at look at like the family structure from how we came up, or like I look at it like the family structure where I came up. Like my great grandmother raised me. My great grandmother passed away when I was like 13, 12. And then after that, who raised me? Streets. <laughs> you know? So, like, what the fuck do I know? You know? But, and I remember, I remember when Natalie was born, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. None. Didn't even want to hold her arm. Like, like, oh, what the I, yeah. like, there's pictures of me holding her like this, like, uh, All terrified. you know? And then putting her, putting her <laughs> drunk as fuck, putting her on a swing and like pushing her. And people are looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> My little daughter. <laughs> all limp neck and shit, yeah, you know, like a bobblehead. Um, yeah, right, right. but like I had, I had no idea what I was doing, and then, um, you know, uh, I feel like those, those type of things, like, like, no, nobody, nobody could tell you how you raise your kid is wrong. Nobody could tell you how you're doing things is wrong. You know, you get what I do is I, I ask for help and I listen and I take a suggestion, and uh, for the most part, you know, a lot of the suggestions that I've been getting lately. I've been real positive, you know, and, uh, you know, the negative shit, I just kind of like, yeah, fuck out of here. Yep. You know, like that's that just because mm-hmm. I'm clean, just because I'm clean doesn't mean that I have to accept everybody and who they are. 
Like there's been there's people in recovery where I'm just like, you know what? Fuck out of here. Yeah. So so here's the thing, like what I've been, I've learned in almost seventeen years, mm-hmm. there there's a general level of courtesy. And that's mm-hmm. all I owe you. Right? right? Until you show me something different. Like I said, I could go to a meeting and see there and you could be fucking just whooping it. Like memorizing scriptures out the motherfucking book, Money right? Plus. And you're like, oh, this dude, whoo, I want that, right? As a newcomer, right? And you're like, that dude's the, and you go outside and he's just grimy, right? And you're like, what? Right. Like, okay, so only, it only applies in this fucking room for this hour. I got that. I could totally do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, that, but I feel like that, that also like hurts the newcomer because yeah, like you'd be like, oh, wow, you know, this person's doing all this stuff for recovery and then, you know, you find out, oh shit, homeboys fucking popping pills and yeah. doing all this extra shit outside. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, I think there's different groups too. You know, I mean we we've been we've been hit with that so many times where, you know, we would hear like, oh well, we can't hang out with those guys, you know, <laughs> and that's like the furthest thing from the truth. If you're not going to come up to me and say hi, and even if I do it back and I, you know, you don't. You know, reciprocate that. That's fine, but don't go around saying like these guys, fuck these guys because they're too cool or some bullshit. Like yeah. we're the furthest thing from that. But I hear that shit all the time, you know. And then I, it's like I see people doing that too. So it's like I think you're just saying that, you know, you're just saying that you can't be a part of those people. I or, feel I feel like a motherfucker. Like what happens is I I pull up to a meeting and stuff like that. I'm a socially awkward motherfucker. And I already feel awkward enough being in this fucking room. So it's not that, like, I, I can't get in that climate and say, hey, what's going on? It's just, like, when I put my hand out, it's like, you know, there's more anxiety in here <laughs> than yeah. you fucking know. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, it's a, like, I'm in recovery, too. So it's like, I feel like a lot of people need to understand that, too. I, I hope that a lot of people understand that. They're like, I'm in recovery, too. So, like... It's not that I'm too cool or whatever. It's just like the anxiety that you have coming up to me is the same anxiety I have coming up to you. Like I'm in recovery too. Like we still working on the same shit. And on on the same token of that, like nobody, nobody ever knows unless it's voiced or expressed what, what fucking demons that that man or that woman is going through that day. Mm -hmm. You know, a a man could come in and be like, I just got fucking fired today, but I'm not going to say nothing because I'm hard as a fucking coffin's nail. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, I got this dude at work that I'm I'm gonna fucking hit that dude with a bat, right? But I'm not gonna say nothing because men don't talk about it. Or this woman over here, she got a sick auntie, or her mama's fucked up, or her kids, or you know, her body just ain't the same as when she was 19. You know what I mean? Because mm. these women go through all kinds of weird ass shit that we don't, right? Because we're built of logic and they're built of emotion, right? Like what the fuck? And like you know, I, I've learned in my 48 years the best thing you could ever say to a woman is like, hey. Just stop being crazy. <laughs> nah, I can't say that. No, shit. no, no. <laughs> Try it out. See if it works. Shit. Yeah. I get stabbed oh, in my yeah. side. <laughs> yeah. How crazy am I now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, or why don't you go talk to all your other hoes? And I'm like, hmm, why don't you tell me which hoes, right? Tell me. Please tell me. I want to hmm. see these imaginary hoes because if they're better than you, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no but like reality like you know what i mean like and it's not and because it, i've heard it right yeah. you know I, i've been around for a minute and i oh those lfg guys right what well, 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 then fucking go talk to them yeah what are you scared of or same thing like i'm sitting with some natives oh those fucking native guys then come talk to us bro yeah 
Like, come talk to us. Like, we're we're all just human, and we all got our own fucking demons and darkness that we deal with on a day to day. Some of us just fucking hide it better than others. You know what sure. I mean? You know, like I'm sure there's a fucking big ball of crazy just waiting. But right, we learn. We learn like, okay, um, being clean, I cannot act like that. Why? Fucking repercussions. Re- fucking. Mm-hmm. There's a fucking a payback per se, right? Like, you go act up, you're in Walmart, right? And you fucking, whatever, you're going through it in your own mind. Something's happening, right? You go through it and you fucking, you start fucking cussing out the cashier because she says something out of pocket, right? And uh, what, what do you get? You get all your shit rung up. You're getting escorted out of Walmart, right? And now and you're feeling good. Like, yeah, I told that bitch, right? I got her. Want to double charge me on that motherfucking Charmin? I showed her, right? <laughs> Okay, you got your Charmin, and you feel good till about that time you hit your car. You're like, man. Why the fuck I do that? Well, why did I do that? Yeah. I look like a straight fucking fool, right? Or even worse, with one of your kids, and your kid's like, what's wrong with my dad? <laughs> my dad's out the chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I... Why that shit again? Yeah, yeah. It, it just... The things that I don't want to be that... You know, no matter, like you said, with, without the work, right? Without yeah. without faith, fucking, without works, faith is dead, right? All that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's the same with us with recovery. Even though there might be a part of me that's like sort of jaded right now on the time that I have coming into these rooms, I'm like, hey, fuck this shit, right? I'd rather sit at home, watch Netflix, right? And chill. No, there's no chill. I got kids in my house. <laughs> like, babe, the kids are asleep. And? Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> quick. Real quick. <laughs> All I need is three minutes, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right? So it's not fucking like the storybook like we put in our heads, right? I got clean. I'm a champ. I'm a hero. I'm a savior. And it's not. Like no one, no one fucking reality of the world. The only ones that care are others in recovery. You might get it, oh, good for you, right? Or some bridges that you burn to the ground, like, hey, you know what? You're still that piece of shit that fucking robbed me. You're you're still that piece of shit that fucked my old lady when I went to jail, mm. you know, and oh I'm sorry I'm sorry for that it was the adult yeah you know what okay, but in their mind's eye, they don't accept that. Those apologies aren't for them they're for us right. That fucking that sense of self forgiveness, I do you wrong I do you wrong, and I acknowledge it, and I say hey, you know what Rafael that that was fucked up that I did that to you I'm sorry, and you're like yeah okay cool and you don't accept that apology. But you know what that did for me? That cleared my side of the street. Now, if the situation ever arises again, we're at a function, I'm not going to say what I said or do what I did because I know it fucking Now, Now I got to hold myself accountable, right? Exactly. And that that whole uh, having to make an amends, that's harder than fucking anything for me as a man, right? I don't want to fucking tell you I'm sorry, right? I don't want to be a jack-in-the-box only want a fucking jumbo jack and this dumb bitch asked me if I want fries with that. And I freak out in the fucking thing. No, no, bitch, I don't want no goddamn fries. I said a goddamn jumbo jack, right? Now I gotta spit my motherfucking burger, right? And I gotta not only by the time I get around the side of the fucking drive through, my fucking recovery, my soul, my spirit kicks back in and I'm like, fuck. Damn, why did I do that? Yeah. And then most of the time I'll go in and be like, hey, you know what? I was wrong for doing that. And I'm like, yeah, good luck eating that burger. Hmm. Homeboy's got lip funk, and you're like, right? <laughs> Homeboy got lip funk. <laughs> so, and it's just raising kids, being in recovery. 
business, work, everything has to have a fucking balance, right? And for me, I still like to go to the punk rock and the metal shows. I get in that fucking mosh pit with my old ass. I kick some ass. I get my ass kicked. And it fucking tames that beast that lives within, right? Because now I'm not like, oh, that dude bumped me in Walmart. I'm going to go fuck that dude up, right? Or mm-hmm. that bitch cut me off on the freeway. I'm going to follow her to her house and slit her throat, right? That's the thought, right? Like, oh, how dare you? How dare you get three seconds on me, mm-hmm. right? Now it's a whole fucking, not like you said, the buildup we put in our mind. Mm-hmm. It's way more than what it should be. She don't even know she cut me off. She's fucking trying to get her makeup and on her phone, trying not to be late to work to feed her babies, right? She didn't even see she cut me off. But now I'm in my mind's eye. I'm going to be like, follow this fucking bitch. And I'll fucking crash her car, and right? Mm-hmm. And then by the time I get to work, I'm all worked up like, man, that fucking broad. Mm-hmm. In my mind, all fucking day, right? For what? I don't know what she's going through. I only know what I'm going through. And I'm obviously fucking at a point, if I'm acting that way, not dealing with Andy. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's not about who I can sit with at a meeting. It's not who I can fucking get the most from or any of that. It's, it's me. If I can't be me and do me without any kind of feeling of goodness and satisfaction... If there's even any kind of melancholy or fucking bad vibe about myself, there's something I got to look internally on and fucking change that. And if I can't do that, if I have to have people constantly pointing out my fucking flaw, my flaw design, my fucking any of that, like, hey, bro, maybe you should. Maybe I should. Maybe I should, right? You can look at me outside in, inside out, and see what you guys see any fucking day of the week, and I could do the same back, and we could do that pretty much on a worldwide basis, but not knowing what a person's going through, we're never going to know. We can only make that assumption. Like you just said, oh, Ralph, I should do this, or Dustin should do that, mm-hmm. or, you know, fucking Joe Blow Junkie that just came in. He should do this. Maybe that doesn't work. Maybe that doesn't work for him. Maybe me, you, I, him, her, cannot grasp what I grasp at this moment, and they got to go around it in a different way. You know, it might not be my fucking thought or my train, but it's theirs, right? Right. And and, and just the bottom line is now that we're all fucking parents, it just, it's not about a life about ourselves anymore. It's about just doing the best we can to make them, to help them, not make them, because we can't make them do shit, right? To help them be the best people that they can be. You know, people that, people that we want around, Right people that we want people to genuinely like and that and that's the bottom line you know what i mean i love it man this has been a great show <clears throat> i think we should end it here that was fucking great yeah that was fucking you just dropped the fucking mic man just you know what I, I love i this is this is podcast like fucking gold to me it's like when we can sit here and have a conversation for two hours and not even realize it's two hours i just looked at the time i'm like holy shit you know what I mean? And yeah. just flows, Andy. I appreciate you coming on, man. Like, thank you for having me. I mean, <laughs> honestly, the high techery was all new to me, but I'm like, oh, uh, the, high you know, the high techery. It's so funny that you said that because I I clocked what time you said that. So I'm like, that's the name of this show right now. <laughs> the fuck? Andy and the high techery coming on, man. Right so, on, man. I, I've been, uh, you know, look, I I've known you my whole recovery, man. I thought you have always you've always been a fucking righteous guy to me man and i love i love how you are and i love the rawness of you you know and and you you're not you're not if you want to know about if you if i want to know about myself and i ask you you're going to tell me and that's what i like i like people like that they're not going to sugarcoat shit 
and they're going to give you that raw recovery, you know, and I know that you've helped plenty of people in the rooms before. And, uh, you know, you and your wife, your wife is fucking fantastic. I got to have her on the show. Jesus Christ. Bring, bring her. She's crazy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you can say that now because yeah. she ain't here. You know, she ain't here. But at least you think not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but I got spells on me. <laughs> hey, for sure, man. Hey, Andy, it's always been a pleasure talking to you, hearing your story and stuff like that. Like, I love, I love your energy. I've always loved Claudia's energy, daughter's energy. Like, I've seen all you guys and like seen like um, the vibe that you like give off and like all the little gems you were throwing in there, man. I hope somebody really pulls something out of this podcast. For sure. You know what I mean? For yeah. sure. Right. I appreciate you guys having me. You hey, know? For sure. I'm no, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna kick this motherfucker off just special for you, Andy. Is that right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I like it. I like it. Nice. Yeah. Suicidal, baby.